Welcome, everybody, back to episode seven of Apron Bumps, the weekly wrestling podcast on the Braster channel. I have, of course, your main man and host of with the most, I suppose we can consider myself this week. Braster, Braden Mayhew, joined with my two, yes, finally two, wonderful <laughs> co-hosts. My uh, wonderful right. channel collaborator, Mr. Gabe Nozid, and my good old buddy from my college days when I took my YouTube hiatus, Mr. <laughs> Brandon Moise. How are you both uh, tonight? Go um, ahead, Gabe. Uh, yeah. Um, I just had a big old steak, so I'm just kind of just ready to talk about all things wrestling this this sad week. Did you oh, yeah. did you eat your steak like Vince? I need to ask that before oh, we. <laughs> right now, God or, damn. or or like the uh, or like the exalted one? No, okay. Uh, no, I just yeah, ate no, like, no, uh, like that. I'll eat like Vince one day. I'll I'll, I'll fill myself for it. <laughs> Perfect. I hope you have like a white robe on that has a hood, and you grow a beard, and you know you can make a gimmick out of it. How about you? How about, yeah. How about you, Mr. Moyes? How are you tonight? Good, good, good. Still, uh, still uh, keeping sane in quarantine life. Yes, myself included. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Thank, thank God for video games and uh, that because uh, that's what's keeping me sane. Yeah, what's yeah. been playing lately? I've actually, well, I like I said before we started with Zelda. I beat, but honestly, it's been a lot of baseball. <laughs> baseball. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Were you playing that on the PlayStation? Yeah. On the okay. PlayStation right now, yeah. The show, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yes, a like a lot everybody, a lot happened since me and Cabe were last on here, and by a lot, I oh, really it's been do. Seven days. I man. know. What the hell it's happened? it's been a week, <laughs> and shit hit the fan since the last time we recorded, <laughs> because WWE, in all of its infinite wisdom, decided that this was the perfect time to do a mass release of a bunch of fucking people in the midst of a pandemic where they can't really sign new contracts. I mean, if if you're, I mean. You're not really going to be making deals with other companies if you haven't already, you know what I mean? Like it's it's this it's the worst time to be released. Horrible. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely worst. Horrible. Absolutely I'm, horrible. Have you, have you guys seen the Drake Maverick uh, Twitter video? Of course oh, I did. That was the first that was the it was first, first thing I, I it was the first it. thing I seen I, too. Oh, he choked me up, man. Oh, Holy. I felt so bad for that guy. Yeah, I watched it. It was heartbreaking, and, yeah, and we're... he's still in the the championship. He is. He is. And the and the thing he goes, he goes. If I have one match or three matches, if I make it to the finals, he goes. I'm gonna give you everything. And I was like, oh my jeez. Yeah, because I guess yeah. I, well, I guess like he's still gonna be included for the taping for that thing. I guess. Yeah. 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 Has he had any like real good matches in the the E? Or I can't even think of one standout match he's had, to be honest. No. So these got to be the the best matches of his. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, like, because most of the time he's just been playing like a general manager. It's not like he's been yeah. a, a wrestler for most of this run. Or I wonder why ch- chasing our truth around the the world oh, yeah, for the twenty four seven. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I, I mean, how could I forget about that? Right? Like, I mean, that's a big <laughs> career thing there. Yeah. I mean, for a while, he was the longest reigning 24-7 champion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then Riddick Moss, I think, has the record. Now, what a record that is. Ew. <laughs> Didn't he, like, beat Ricochet for that? He retained against Ricochet. He, beat, Mo- he beat Mojo to win it. Yeah. yeah. When he knew Ricochet's career was pretty much almost over in WWE. I knew Ricochet's career was dead when he got pinned by Riddick Moss. Yeah. <laughs> It was the that, di- was what, the that was the night after the he got Lesnar, yeah it was the night after he got squashed by Brock then then Vince had him job to Riddick Moss I'm like it's over for this guy it's done that's it yeah 
Well, That's I'm it. Pretty sure, pretty sure Riddick Moth was like three wins and umpteen losses in NXT. So, and then he beats Ricochet on Monday Night Raw. Yep, and uh, with yeah. when they were still doing in front of live people too. By the way, yeah, that yeah, wasn't I, even I, that I, wasn't even I, since I, they went to the performance center. That was in front of a paying crowd. Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh, yeesh, yeesh. So we're gonna go over these uh, here releases. I got the whole list here, and I'm. Um, I think there might have been some more that I might miss. I don't, I don't know, but I think this is as close as a list as I've got here. So Aiden English got released, but he hasn't been on television in forever. But yeah, um, why did they ever split him and Rusev up? They're like, was there any reason to have him go heel? I mean, so what was what was the angle? Like, it was one night in Milwaukee, and then that's it, right? Yeah, it's like they, yeah. I think I think he beat him, and then that was it. And then Aiden just kind of became a commentator for a while. Then he disappeared, and now he's released. Well, do, do you want to hear a funny joke? Sure. Go ahead. So, La- Lana ruined aiding English and Rusev's, you know, hot gig. Mm-hmm. And then Lana's ruined Bobby Lashley since, so. Well, I would argue that <laughs> I would argue that Lashley didn't have much going for him even before being paired with Lana. It's not like they were doing oh, much yeah. of him. Rusev you know, and Aiden yeah. were going hot like Rusev Day <laughs> left and right every week. You know, yeah, that, it, exactly. It was like like I could compare it to like like Del Rio and uh, uh, what was his personal ring announcer Ricardo. Ricardo. Oh, you know, Ricardo. like when, remember when they had Del Rio turn on him and like Ricardo wasn't a part of his his act anymore, and it instantly yeah. it's like Del Rio lost momentum. It was like the same yeah. thing here. Like, why are you d- getting rid of the guy's, like, little Rusev Day singer dude when it was working? Yeah. And it was super over. Like, I know it, it, you wouldn't believe it now, but if you go back and watch the Royal Rumble that uh, yeah. Nakamura won a few years ago and Rusev is, like, the second entrant, that act yeah. was so, so over at the time. Yep. And it's like, any, it's like any act nowadays, though, is they cut short other than the New Day. Yeah, it's it's like if, if, if you get popular to a point where they don't want to push you more, they'll purposely, like stunt your momentum and make people forget about you because, ah, oh, we don't want to yeah. push this any further than it is. Yeah. God I mean, damn the people Bryan, getting what they want. Yeah, Daniel Bryan went from the yes chant that was so popular to, you know, the, I don't know, the did, whatever it was. The no, group. right? He did the no, no. like the Well, no, but he went to, like, he's he, talking about the vegan phase there where he was like oh, the planet's right. champion. But to be fair, yeah. that was that was at Bryan's request and he thought he'd done that everything. That was a really good, like, turn so uh it was good for a while and it helped kofi out but at the same time brian thought it would freshen up his career for a bit but then he realized that there's more value in him being a babyface who came back yeah, from retirement exactly. that was a guy you yeah. should never have ever had to turn heel given the circumstances no, exactly, yeah. you know so and kurt hawkins got released i mean feel bad for him his wife posted about how they're pretty pretty screwed now i guess she might have got out of work due to like the self-isolation stuff going on and now he lost his job and they have a baby on the way so oh uh, 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 uh. that's yeah not good for him that's my thing is when wwe does stuff like that and you're like okay we gotta we gotta release some people i guess to cut expenses you gotta look at like who you're cutting Mm -hmm. exactly you know even in regular like in regular life where they're not you know good off with money like that you look at it like a normal job like you're not gonna look at something and go oh, i'm gonna cut that guy he's got a baby on his way they would actually be sensible and be like okay maybe next time mm-hmm. but yeah i think that's just stupid. Uh, also um uh, ec3 got released i'm sure that's not a surprise to either of you right like you know uh, what? yeah I'm, it's not I, at all i'm just i am so happy he got released they missed you yeah. as that guy 
they did they did misuse been like the best like thing in the main roster to be honest they, they didn't yep. e- to say that misused would like say that they tried to use him they never even tried to use him once yeah well yeah he beat dean ambrose once that's like the only yeah. push and it wasn't even like a glorified win it's no. like oh he just pinned him it was like know? they just did it because he was a nobody on the main roster and they thought it would make dean look bad to lose to a chump that's all they used him for that's it and, like, they took him out of NXT for no reason. And, now, to be fair, he didn't really do much in NXT. I mean, he was involved in that amazing ladder match that they had yeah. in New Orleans, which was awesome. And, I mean, he had a couple good parts in it. Then he kind of feuded with Velveteen for a while. Then he just got called up and he no, sh- heard, did nothing. I've heard, ru- I've heard rumors since, um, since the release that he wants to go back to Impact for a year and build his character once again and then possibly sign with the AEW. I think he should just go to All Elite if he can. Like, why why go back to Impact? Yeah, You've already done shit but, there. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, it, his character has been so demolished by WWE that if he did get signed by AEW and get thrown into maybe the big card. Now, to be fair, did you really think they were going to mention Dixie Carter on WWE television? No. They did, actually. They did. Did they? Orton. Did they? Yeah. Oh. It was a Orton and AJ Styles feud. And then, for some reason, Orton just threw in the name Dixie Carter... Uh, referencing like AJ's like days in TNA. Yeah, but I mean, did so... they, they never did it for EC3 though while he was there. No, and but he... they did say Dixie Carter in national television. Yeah, I'm just saying I don't remember them ever bringing it up for him because his whole gimmick was that he was no, what her nephew. All. He's her, her nephew, so he got like he got uh, nepotism or whatever, and that's kind of where his character started was that he was her nephew or whatever. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's upset. He he's got tons of charisma. He's 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 got a, oh a, yeah. A great, he's got the physique that Vince loves, and he's got personality. Yeah, I thought he was gonna get pushed and out. like he never did. <laughs> you, you know what? If he goes to AEW and let's say Darby wins the TNT title or something, and, and there's nothing for MJF, I would not, I would not be surprised if they put him in EC3 in a tag team. They're like they're identical to each other, and I find, I mean, MJF's way better on the mic, but I mean, and he's younger. Yeah. <laughs> But it could but give him something to do. To yeah. he, he, it would give that. It would give MJF something to do. I mean, but like with yeah. a guy that's that good on the mic, you can find anything for that guy to do, and he's gonna probably that's excel true, at yeah. it, right? So yeah, uh, Epico got released. I didn't even know he was still hired. So like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I was looking at Team Epico and Primo, I was like, oh, there's. So yeah. Good. So let's talk I about. I thought Ep- they were with um their dad's promotion. Right? Uh, I think WWE allowed them to work both. So. Maybe that's where they just maybe they just forgot that they were under their own contract, and then Vince looked at the list and went, "Oh, these these Puerto Rican guys are still here." Because <laughs> basically, both guys were like JTG. JTG was on the roster doing nothing for like years and years and years, and he always said that every time he would tweet whenever a mass release happened and he was still like under contract, and go, "I'm mm-hmm. still here, guys. I'm still here." And then all of a sudden, he finally did get released, and it was like this big, big joke deal. And now it's like Primo and Epico are kind of like the, the same thing. Like I, The last time I remember both of them was when they were trying to sell timeshares. Do you guys remember oh, that? Yeah. Do you guys oh, remember yeah. that? The, shi- the Shining Stars. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so bad. That's the last thing I remember them doing. That yeah, was a bad yeah. gimmick. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, that was a long time ago, too. That's like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the fashion police was together. Oh my god, that's the last yeah. time I remember. And then they just kind of disappeared. Maybe they competed yeah. on 205 Live. I don't think they ever did, though. I think they just kind of started wrestling for that Puerto Rican promotion at the same time, and WWE forgot about them being yeah. under contract to them. Eric, yeah. Like a uh-huh. WWE Live special, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they finally got released, both of them. So, 
Then Eric Young got released. That's so sad because he could have had tons of potential. I mean, he was yeah, the, the, the leader of Sanity, and they did absolutely nothing with Sanity when they called oh, him to SmackDown. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't even bring up uh, Nikki Cross when they brought up Sandy. I was like, why? Well, that they makes... did They did have her appear once when she challenged Becky shortly after Becky won the SmackDown oh, Women's yeah, title. But that was, the only, that was the only time she appeared with all of them on the main roster. This is the only time. One time. It was like a one-off thing, which is so sad. And then they did nothing with the group. Then Wolf went to NXT UK. Dane went back to regular NXT. And then Eric Young was just a jobber on Raw. They got they, they got to go back to NXT, but he just had to be stuck on Raw doing nothing, and now he's well, released. He was also producing matches, I think. Was that, he? And yeah, he was also doing like the pre-show stuff, like main event and superstars, I think. But he was mainly doing producer stuff. The only thing I remember him doing at all on Raw was how Seth Rollins was a bit of an asshole and was like, you know, Eric, no we, he... we, we've known each other for, for so long and blah, 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 and I'm not going to do anything to you. And Eric's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to fuck you over, blah, 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 blah. Then Seth just like as a paranoid bastard just fucking waffles him and beats the shit out of him with a chair after telling him he wasn't. And may I remind you that this was before Seth turned heel. That was before he was a bad guy. He did that as a baby face. I feel like they want a guy to like cheer. A stone cold, a stone cold reaction and antihero gimmick for him, but it but, just didn't work. <laughs> well, it didn't work because he 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 gave the he lured the guy into a false sense of security, and basically lied to him and then beat the shit out of him. What, what's what's noble about that? That's not very babyface like. <laughs> what yeah, what hero? What what hero lulls a person into a, a self like sense? You know what I mean? Lulls them to trust them and then just stabs them in the back. That's not a babyface quality. <laughs> And with no, the way, yeah, exactly. you know, and with the way he was tweeting and, oh, our wrestling's the best in the world. And uh, uh, how about my paycheck that's way bigger than yours, Will Ospreay? And it's just like, he wonders why people turned on him. Oh, woe is me. I got popular and they didn't want to cheer me anymore. Maybe if you didn't tweet like an idiot for six straight months and be a corporate shell, the people wouldn't have turned on you, you know? <laughs> now he's lucky there is no crowd to boo him or whatever, but like... I don't get why Seth was so salty about that when he was just tweeting like an absolute idiot for the longest time as when he was supposed to be a babyface. Of course the crowd's going to turn on you. Holy shit. And now, okay, so that's that's enough with my Seth Rollins rant. I still like the guy. I still think he's a very talented wrestler. <laughs> but, like, when he's baffled about why people turned on him and how he say it's going to happen to Drew and it's going to happen to these people and that people. Well, Drew doesn't tweet like a fucking bully talking about his paycheck and... All that yeah. shit and how his wrestling is far superior than the rest of the world's. Now, Seth, not everybody tweets like you, me man. Maybe you should not be <laughs> using Twitter. So then again, Heath Slater uh, got released, and I guess he he's come out with shirts like talking about how he finally lost his job. Great merchandise, by the way. Yeah, yeah I, know. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, he's got no job for his kids. Yeah. Maybe he can get super buff, come back, and win a world title like uh, Drew and Jinder did. Oh, uh, maybe. You know. <laughs> That's what everyone's saying. I, it's but... the joke. It's the joke about how 3MB, yeah. one member left, and they got buff, and they came back and won a world title. So oh, Yeah, they, they all got buff when uh, when they left. Yeah, both Jinder and Drew did. <laughs> so, I mean, that'd be funny if he did, but I doubt it. Imagine Heath Slater buff. Holy crap. I'd be scared. <laughs> It's, like, yeah, it's quite a quite a visual there, isn't it? Like with an EC3 body. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> that yeah, just tiny head on this like massive like like EC3 yeah. body it would just look weird. I'm not gonna lie, it would look weird. I, I got abs. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, then one of the then the good brothers got released. I couldn't believe this. Anderson and Gallows let that's go. A big big loss. Like that's a huge loss. Too. Yeah. Well, my my thing is on Monday Night Raw, you take them out. Who the heck is in your tag team division? Very little. Yeah, Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. And 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 uh, the the Garza Collective there, the oh, Zelina's. Yeah, okay. That's Entourage. A weird, it's a weird, weird group, group, but it's 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 weird because it came together only because of weird circumstances. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like if COVID didn't happen and Andrade didn't get hurt, Garza and Theory would still very much be like on NXT. Yeah. yeah Andrade yeah. got suspended, and they wanted to keep Zelina on TV, so they called up Garza to fill up the thirty days that <laughs> Andrade was suspended. But then they didn't want to bring him back because he's got good charisma, so they kept him with Andrade. And then Andrade gets hurt when they get a tag title shot, so they have no choice, but they just they give Austin Theory a shot, and now they're keeping him on TV, and it's the three of them. So it's like only by ridiculous circumstances did that whole thing come together. But they're another team. Yeah, they're another group. I can't think of anybody beyond them, though. It's like, yeah, the Street Profit. I guess uh, I guess when, when Rezar comes back, he got uh, AOP. I yeah, guess they're they're, inj- they're injured a lot. I feel bad for those guys. So, yeah, like Razard just tore his bicep. Oh, He's out yeah. for who knows how yeah. long. But I guess they count. They're a tag they remind, team. Hmm? They remind me of of like sports athletes that have so much potential, but they always get injured, and you hardly see them. Yeah, they they mm. they like they've been hurt all the time since oh, the call up. Gee. One of them yeah, gets hurt, that, the other gets benched because they got nothing to do and. That, Hasn't Razar tore his bicep twice? I mean, that's a pretty hard. I think it was Akam who got hurt the first time. Oh, Akam. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I can't uh, tell the difference between the two. Uh, Razar is the one with like the the with more hair. He's the one with like uh, it, it, again, uh, Akam's like kind of like has like a buzz cut, and then Razar is the guy who's got like more mop on the top. You know, I don't know. Is that helping or not really? I'm st- <laughs> still spacing on it. Okay, one's got more hair. One's got more hair than the other. But yeah, without Anderson and Gallows, your tag team just division just went down. And like yeah. Styles just lost his faction now. He just lost his group, who he's been teaming with. And I guess you can thank him for keeping them on television for like the last well, AJ's year. AJ's dead now, so it doesn't matter. Well, we all know. Yeah, I mean, he's he's <laughs> dead for now, but he's obviously going to come back. And as we mentioned last week, it'll be like he never even got buried. He'll just be like, oh, I'm back, blah, blah, blah. You know, not even mention that he got buried in a boneyard, you know. But now he's lost his faction, but, like, I was shocked because these guys were being used on television all the time. Yeah, no matter, like, every week pretty much. Yeah, they were used every week. Like, like it's it's one thing to talk about Aiden English, Kurt Hawkins, EC3, Primo Epico, but, like, like Anderson and Gallows? Like, they were used on TV every week. Every week. Every week with AJ, so this this guy that shocked shocked me that they're gone now. That was I and found then, that like the worst part is they had like big money contracts for like years to come mm-hmm. in WWE too. So that's just horrible for them. Yeah, then we Kurt Angle got released. I guess I, I didn't even know he was contracted. I didn't. Well, he must have signed something because he was the GM for a bit. Then he had his like farewell thing last year, and since yeah, then he's he been. Was... He was actually a coach, actually, for uh, a couple of the young wrestlers. Well. Yeah, well, I, I, sounds about right. When he got retired, I didn't know. Maybe he was doing agent stuff. I, I don't know. Apparently, he's released now. So it's like, yeah. wow, that's an interesting one. Leo Rush released. Oh my god. Yeah, poor guy. He was getting his getting his groove with the cruiserweight division. Now he just gets to let go. Well, yeah. 
I don't. Uh, I, isn't he in the cruiserweight? No, he's not. I thought no, he was. I thought he was, but he's not. Out of so. all the people, they have Drake Maverick. Like, no offense to him, they have Maverick instead of Leo Rush. So that's really weird. Yeah, he's got. A, he got a lot of heat from. Uh, what was it? A couple years ago, whatever he said to. One it was the, Emma. Yeah, Emma. What he said to her in the back, and ever since then, I don't think he's been really well liked. So. Yeah, I mean, he's still young. I mean, he's got a... Yeah, he's, he's very yeah, ago. he's very young, so I'm sure he'll be fine. And But, like, it's like, where is he going to get work now? Like, how are you going to get... How are you going to exactly. sign contracts and people aren't going that's, out? That's, like, all of them now. Yeah, you know? that's my... We'll, we'll get into that once we get through this list, I suppose. Maria got released. Oh, I... Man. Okay. Um, along with her husband, too, by the way. Yeah, Weren't they, like, having a kid? Another one? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're rumored to go back. Um, I think Mike already put on his Twitter, Instagram that they're already in talks with Impact with a contract. Well, um, are they the only couple to ever win the same championship? Married couple to win the same title? Yes, I know that. I know that's a stupid statistic, but I mean, at least you could take something from the run, right? Even if the (laughs) even if the fucking storyline was one of the worst I've ever ever witnessed. It's like, are you like like so bad? Oh my god! Like like if they're if they're like if you think Ricochet got buried this year, holy fuck! Burial isn't even considered half of what Mike Kanellis went through last year. Like my my least favorite word like at the moment is the word simp, but that is like the definition of it. It's what happened. Like didn't freaking care like what happened to him you know and like he, he did whatever maria did that's horrible character right there horrible you know, the funny thing is too is during the impact time of drew mcintyre at the time yeah impact in the world championship uh world uh champion in impact his main feud that lasted like four to five i think maybe even six months that got so much um hype around it was against mike canales or at that point he had a different name but mike yeah, mike, mike bennett yeah. His yeah, actual name. <laughs> yeah, like, but they gave they're... they gave him Maria's name in the main roster, which is yeah. so weird. Like, but their feud was the main event at Bound for Glory one year. That's how popular he was, and the WWE just crushed him. Yeah, like uh, I, I just have no words. As said, he he yeah. his WWE run will be remembered for being bossed around by his wife, them both winning the same championship, her winning it from him by forcing him. To like basically lay down and get uh, I I I do not need to go back and go through that whole storyline, but yeah, that that that'll be Mike and Maria Canellis's uh, highlight from from their one is their twenty four seven shit and basically her berating him and making him look like shit. Like like, could you imagine being talked into doing that? Like you you're a loving couple and you got to talk shit about your husband every week. Ah, whatever. Well, we can move on. We won't we won't waste any more time on that. No way, Jose f- released. Uh, I yeah. guess not a big shock. I mean, all he's been That's doing cool. is showing up with his conga line and getting squashed. He was so. like Adam Rose, but like, I guess Caribbean or whatever. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, the gimmick didn't work that first time. Let's give it to somebody else. Yeah. I liked Adam Rose much better with that gimmick, and the music was more memorable. So, yeah. this whole no way Jose was there. I thought. He had a hot, hmm? he had a hot feud in NXT, too, with, with Velveteen Dream that did really well. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember that. When Velveteen first, like, I think it was his first ever feud. It was him and No Way Jose. I thought his first feud was uh, Alistair. Alistair was well after, because, like, Velveteen with that character debuted in May of 2017, and the Alistair feud didn't start to the fall. So Dream was doing stuff in the spring before that. Yeah, I think it it was No Way Jose. I think they finished in... um... On a main event of one of the NXT. Yeah, it never made it to TakeOver. <laughs> no, definitely 
because because uh, Dreams he, first he takeover uh, Dreams first takeover was against Alistair in, yeah. in War Games. Mm-hmm. So uh, moving on, Rowan with his cage got released. <laughs> you know, I never I never liked Rowan like as a singles or with the family. I, I liked never... I liked him as a part of the faction, but he never worked as a singles guy ever. Ever. Yeah, I never like saw him as a individual. Even with the family, he was he was okay, I guess. As a, as a stable guy, as a big guy with a beard that Bray yeah. brainwashed, that was fine. He was fine in that he, role. Like his best work was with the uh, Brian Daniel Brian with the eco. Uh, I was I mean, Bri- I was all Brian, you know, which you could say that was all Bray too. But like at least I thought like Rowan had some good performances with the Wyatt family. Like when I think of Rowan, I think of his time with with Bray and Luke Harper. And the matches they had with the Shield, and that's like the highlight of his of his career. I mean, like to me, he never really did much after that. Like, I mean, even they, like they had that Bludgeon Brothers run, but that was just like, um, let's par- pair him with Harper again because they're both big and have beards. But I guess they got a tag title run out of it. But yeah, yeah, and then they got injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or I think Rowan did actually, and that put a yeah. kibosh to that. But yeah, he never he never really uh, did well as a, a, a singles competitor. And so where does he go here? I have here. no idea. I don't know where any of these people go. It's a pandemic. Uh, I, I think. I mean, after let's say after the pandemic, I think yeah. Impact, Impact would probably be his best. Friend. Impact. That sounds about yeah. 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 It's because Don Callis is so, um, he's so cinematic with his, the way he likes to do feuds and all that. Hmm. Oh yeah, it wasn't um, um like the, what's his like name? The Rosemary Rosemary stuff that he does with her. Yeah. It's so sim- as cinematic uh yeah, the the Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callum, uh, Callahan fight they did on Impact once was so cinematic. So I can see Eric Rowan fit it in there. You know, someone from like NXT that I didn't care about and then like he has a lot of traction going on Impact is a uh, Sawyer Fulton or Madman Fulton. Madman, yeah, he's doing big things right yeah, now. Yeah, he's doing really great things in Impact. So you, that's why you I know Impact isn't big anymore, but you gotta give it to their their creative team because they build superstars and then when their contract is finished, they uh, the, the superstars uh, either go to AEW or or back to WWE, mm-hmm. which is you know. Yeah, but like like it, like Impact is still. It's basically like it's kind of like Ring of Honor in the sense that it's it's there yeah. for for guys to either reinvent themselves or build themselves up so they become more valuable for bigger. Yeah, promotions. it's almost like it, it's almost like the minor leagues, and then you know once they're done building themselves up, yeah, boom, they go right to the majors, which is the two top companies. Yeah, which is what Ring of Honor has been doing for fucking ever. Ever. Yeah, That's exactly. been Ring of Honor's spot. And it's pretty much still their spot all yeah. these years later. Unfortunately, we talked about Aiden English, but Rusev also released. They never, there was never a, a, a finish to that storyline. He never got revenge on Lashley. It never fully became a thing. I don't remember the last time he was even on television. Well, my, there, my, there was, thing, is, my never, thing is that feud was, that feud was probably the worst of his career. But my thing is, how do you not make that guy into a world champion? I know. After and he uh, he they yeah. okay. So he did the. I know you can't stay undefeated forever. The un, the monster yeah. heel thing runs its course, but even after that, he he got over twice when they tried to pretty much just shove him under. He did different things to get himself known. He got yeah. himself over during this storyline, which is one of the worst ever. And he got mm-hmm. people to cheer him. That's a special guy right there. If he can get yeah, cheers I, through such an awful awful storyline. People were yeah, chanting he, Rusev Day. They were still behind him as a babyface, despite how awful the Lashley Lana shit was. 
and then they let him go. It's like he's a he's a big guy. He he can move. He can work. Size. He can work good. Uh, I don't know how you don't make that guy a world champion. I mean, I understand they tested out Jinder Mahal as champion, and it didn't really, you know, people. Well, hated that it. was like that was for a demographic though for the Indian market. Yeah, <laughs> but my thing is, if you're gonna give it to him. And you're gonna test him out, and maybe hopefully he grows as a champion. Why? Why wouldn't you not do that with Rusev? Well, maybe Bulgaria just doesn't have as much interest as India, so maybe that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so but yeah, Jinder should not have been should not have been champion at all, in my opinion. Rusev would have been a much better position for yeah, that. Exactly. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, they point. they mishandled yeah. him for a long time. They never capitalized on the Rusev Day thing. They went with Jinder instead to win the U.S. title. Uh, during that time period at WrestleMania 34, and then it just it fizzled out, and then they had Aiden turn on Rusev. And then on top of that, they turned Rusev heel and aligned him with Nakamura for no reason. And then that stunted his his momentum again, and then he just he ended up getting caught up with this worst storyline ever with Lashley and Lana, and now he's let go with no conclusion or resolution to the storyline that never ended. Now it's ending got, because Rusev's gone. Uh, um, I, that's, that's hard to say. I, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, AEW cannot get into the habit of signing ex-WWE guys. They don't want to become TNA. I'm going to stress this. You don't want to become known as the place where cast-offs who get released go and sign. You gotta be able to build your own I, stars. I think you know can make it in AEW. I, I agree with you, Braden, but I think the way TNA went down was they signed uh, too many managers. No, or, or it went down because of Hulk Hogan and Dixie Carter yeah, being dumbasses. No, no, but that's my thing is if I, I don't care if TNA signed, you know, like Rob Van Dam and those guys. It was signing Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, uh, Nash, and, yeah, Eric Bischoff, um, the old time guys that were already retired for so many years, and they brought them in as either a general manager or a manager to, like Ric Flair managed AJ Styles, which was the stupidest thing in the world. But yeah, if a, I don't think AEW should do that. I mean, they have Billy Gunn right, uh, Gun. Yeah, but he's right he's now. he's kind of more of an agent than anything else. Yeah, not he's like, more of a producer agent. It's not yeah, like he's I'm on saying, TV every week. Yeah. Yeah, if at I'm all, if if AEW shouldn't do that, if they sign the superstars, I don't think it's that bad because I mean, look at Luke Harper, Brody Lee now. Yeah, from, if you look at it, yeah, all the people in AEW, they're people who weren't given a chance in a WWE. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. While people in TNA, those were like stars who already had a name in from WCW or like WWE. So, mm-hmm. I think AEW, they're more on like, hey, you weren't given a chance. Let's give you uh, the spotlight and yeah. or more. Well, the, Rusev was given a lot more chances than Brody Lee ever ever was. You know, Rusev had more of a, more opportunities. He got to work Cena at Mania. He had some high profile stuff in his career more than like Luke Harper ever had yeah. in WWE. So I don't know. I don't. I just don't want to see them get in the habit of signing X. WWE guys, because to me, you gotta sign indie talent that hasn't been on a mainstream level, and you make them mainstream, and you make them your stars, like Darby Allen, like Sammy yes. Guevara, like uh, like MJF, for example, Lance Archer. You know, yes, like people like that, right? So yeah. that's that's what I, that's all my my whole point. But I wouldn't mind if Rusev went there, like I, I wouldn't mind it, but like it still would be like I'd be thinking all elite would be getting in the habit of. I mean, you just signed Matt Hardy and Brody Lee back to back. And had them on TV, and you get to do the. But but my thing is, they signed them, and they were WWE talent, but they're completely different from how they were in WWE. 
because uh, yes. Matt Hardy can teleport now. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They never really did the Vanguard one thing. That was Impact's thing. And then Brody Lee, to me, is, is a complete a complete makeover from his WWE days. Yeah, but like anybody who watched him on the on the independent circuit knew, knows he can go and knows he can have a pretty yeah. good career if you put the right like push behind him. Mm-hmm. Anybody yeah. who watched him as his original run as Brody Lee back in the day yeah. would know that but he... I mean, I mean, if he would have signed with AEW and he come out with that greasy ass white t-shirt he used to wear and those blue jeans yeah people would have been like okay well i don't want to see him i just seen him wwe they haven't done anything with him yeah so let 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 it let it let it be i suppose we'll see where it goes with time goes on because i don't know anybody's gonna be signing any new contracts anytime soon with the state of the world uh so sarah logan with had one of the weirdest like exits i've ever seen so they have Shayna just like stomp the hell out of her elbow we'll get into that a little more with the uh I'm pretty sure that happened on, on Raw this week. Yeah, the, the Money in the Bank qualifiers happened on Raw this week. So, yeah, she had a match. Yeah, she she got her elbow stomped super hard and sold it like like her arm was racked and destroyed. And Shayna just walks off, and then the, the ring announcer gives it to uh, her, as in Sarah Logan, as the winner. But then they go back and say, oh, no, he meant to say that Shayna won. I'm like, this is a tape show! How did you say Sarah Logan won by, by quitting? When like it, it, obviously it was a forfeit win for Shayna, but they, they announced Sarah Logan initially as the winner, and then had to go back and say, "No, he meant to say Shayna." But that's a tape show that should have completely been edited and redone. What is going on with this company and doing and not being able to edit bad flubs out of their fucking shows? Holy fuck! And now, right after that, now she's been released, and uh, I don't know. I I don't know where where she goes from here. Back in the indies, I think she made a name for herself in Japan um, at one point as a Crazy Mary. So, yeah, maybe she'll go back. Hope, hope for the best for her. Uh, Zack Ryder released. That's the saddest. Woo, one. woo, uh, woo, woo, woo! You know it, bro. Drink, like uh, Drake Maverick, but yeah, he's a uh, he's what started the whole social media wrestling like crossover. Yeah, so. and then he got a slight push for it, then immediately buried. So. <laughs> I don't ever want to relive that Kane John Cena Eve storyline. It was just that was weird. Oh, like, it was stupid. Oh it ruined God. it ruined any credibility Ryder had. It made him look like a cuck, and he got he just he he got destroyed by Kane every week. So he just he, he came off as a joke, and they never used him again after that. It was, it was, My favorite moment of him is still uh, the Money in the Bank match. Um, oh, not money makes sorry. The, oh, when he um, won the IC, title. when he won the IC yeah. title at WrestleMania 32. Yeah, probably the highlight. It's, it's probably the highlight of his career too, no less. And he wait, he lost it the next day to Miz, which is the saddest part. Yeah, but at least he can say I won the Intercontinental title in the opener of <laughs> WrestleMania, and nobody yeah. can take that away from him. So that's all the, the. Oh no, no, I got one more team to talk about. The Revival got let go this week too. By the way, boys. Oh yeah, but that was separate from uh I know is- I know it's separate, but we might as well go over it. Um allegedly like a dash is posting that Vince wanted them to wear wacky clothing upon coming back. Did you guys see these pictures? I saw one of I've them. I've seen a couple, yeah. Do, is that not just like like thank god they walked. Like I bet oh, I bet Dash and, and Dawson looked at that and went like yeah, we're out. We're not coming. We're not re- yep. we're done. We're done. That's it. No flips, just fists, and we're not wearing fucking stupid colors. And then they walked in, yeah. they're, they're done, so... And they've already, they've already came out on, on, I think it was Dash's Twitter, 
I, and he said once once everything is over, he goes, Cody's already reached out and the Bucks have already reached out. They already have a, a contract waiting for them. Yeah, Revival versus Bucks is a match that needs to happen. That match would be unbelievable. Oh, yeah, that's pay-per-view money. That's right pay-per-view there. gold. And we all yeah. know it. That is because, like, like, because it, it's just a contrast to styles, right? Like the Bucks yeah. are all about the the flips, and uh, <laughs> you know the revivals against like, keeping teams grounded, and not letting them be able to do, like, like it'd be like it's like it'd be like them with DIY again. It, it's just going to be one of those things oh, where yeah. it's Fantastic. like it, yeah. it's a perfect contrast of teams that know how to be mm-hmm. tag teams and know how to make a tag team match work. That is pay per view, and I, I hope you know, we get to see it. It'd be funny if they had no chemistry in the ring, like. They build it up, and then it's just oh, <laughs> that would that would suck. But but I I think the revival is good. They can they can adapt to any team. I think. Yeah, exactly. they don't do a bunch of super flashy stuff, but they know how to work old school, yeah, and they're, and yeah, they're really classic at their I, uh, yeah. Their ring work. And I think they can adapt to to any team and make it work. They'll ground the Bucks. They'll make the Bucks work harder for the high spots. I I think the revival can get a babyface team over in anywhere they work. I have that much yeah. confidence in them as a tag team. They're that good. Did Can... you hear their new names? No. What are they? I, I just know that their new name as a team is the Revolt, and then their names are kind of weird. I know. I think it's Cash Wheeler is a Dash is a. I think it's Dash. Yeah, I mm. forgot who Scott is, but. Yeah, that's all I can remember. I hope all the best for them, and they can show that they can be like one of the best tag teams in the world when given push. And AEW, what's the hottest thing about their their programming? Their tag team division. Their tag team. Their yeah. tag team division is well and above all the rest of the tag teams in American wrestling today. It's their mm-hmm. hottest thing they have going. So the revival will fit right in with a company that knows how to use tag teams and cares about using tag teams. Exactly. Because all Vince cares about using tag teams for is fucking breaking them up. That's all he cares about. <laughs> yeah. Let them get over yeah. and we'll break them up. Let him, let him, unless, yeah. unless you're the New Day because you sell a bunch of merch. Then we'll keep you together. But otherwise, yeah. otherwise, if you're a really popular tag team, you're fucking getting split up and you're feuding with each other and blah, 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 blah. We all know how it goes there. And now there have been a, a few agents and producers that have been released, uh, the list is Billy Kidman. Uh, he's been there for a while. At least I think he was producing stuff. Finley, Dave Finley, was let go. Lance Storm, who just started working there, got let go. I think they picked him up in the fall or like early this year. He has not been there long. Like he just started working with them again, and now he's well, let go. To be fair, there. Oh wait, I think a good amount of them are furloughed instead of being released like yeah i think so too but it's still it's 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 something to point out right like it's still what a time to be doing furloughs as well as releases right like uh mike rotunda got released as the former irs uh pat buck released sarah stock scott armstrong who i guess i don't know if he was he's a referee he was anyway but i guess he was doing agent stuff Shane Helms, who's been working there, he was working there for at least a year now, and, and Sean Devari as well. Mm-hmm. All, all I guess, furloughed. Yeah, they, they tempor- I guess they're temporarily furloughed. But Storm did say that he full-on lost his job. He tweeted that. Oh, really? Yes, yes. He said wow. that he is that full-on released. Everybody else seems to have been furloughed, but Storm has gone on to say that I have been let go. And as I said, he just started working there in the fall. At, like, at the latest, the fall. Like, he's maybe he was there, I want to say, six months max. At, like, absolute most. So... Didn't he, like, close his, like, wrestling school, too? Um, yeah, I think sure. Yeah, I think he did to go work for them, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. in the fall. 
So yeah, that's, that's WWE. That's how they treat you. Odd times. Yeah. Um, it, it's been reported that Diana Peraza was let go too, but I don't know if that was been. Oh yeah, she's it, was gone. she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. her, her, her. Like the day or two after they announced all those releases. Yeah, yeah. some releases have been like revealed late, but uh, the news is that they've been all released Wednesday. Like uh, Chris Hero, I think is also released. Yeah, he. And, I, I heard about that like a day or two ago. He got let go as well. Yeah. I forgot her name. Tainara Conti is also gone. Mm-hmm. MJ yeah. Jenkins. Uh, yeah, some some NXT people that haven't been on yeah, TV. Yeah, I, I still think I still think that Cassius Ono one is gonna is probably the one that's gonna hurt the most. Yeah, because he was also a a trainer at the yeah, same time. And, and when they every time they got new talent, like uh, that they signed, he was the guy that coached them and said, "This is how NXT works. This is how you're gonna get over with the crowd." So losing him is is huge i feel yeah. like he's like the best like teacher to have in yeah. professional wrestling it's, so... it's it's because he knows how to work he's yeah. gotten over it in front of the smallest of crowds and some of the bigger yeah. ones he's been all over the world and he's he... so much like wrestling trivia for yeah. no reason and, too. They mo- and they moved him up to nxt uk because some of the guys that they were pushing in uk weren't getting over with the crowd so they moved him up and the performance to... center there too yeah Exactly. But what I mean so... is, like, he was kind of being used as the guy where new signees would come in and he'd kind of be, like, their first match or first feud for a yeah. while, and then he'd, yeah. he'd kind of get them used to the style, and now you, you lost that. So it's yeah, like... Yeah, even though he wasn't, like, I guess, main event status, he was still a big part of the he, Yeah, he was, he was the veteran presence of the locker room. Yeah, I mean, look at when Matt Riddle came in. That was a great feud for Matt Riddle. Yeah, it got him over, too. Yeah, and then he, he'd exactly. be skyrocketed after that. I mean, it was just a small little part of his, his yeah. run. Yeah, but and you're gonna release you're gonna release a guy like that. That's that's to me that's well. They've already released him once before. They let him go in NXT, yeah. so it's yeah. not like. But he had a well, long. But the the re- did you you know why they released him the first time? I can't remember why. That's many yeah, years ago the, now. He got a domestic violence. Uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't. I did not know that. So. Yeah, they released him and he cleared it up and all that and signed him. Well, so that's as far as I know. Those are all the people who have been let go or furloughed in in the last week. And again, we're just going to sum it up and just say this is a horrible time to be doing that to people that are under that rely on you for a paycheck. Exactly. Like the yeah. wrestlers who are full on released, they're no longer getting any money from the WWE. Yeah, and yep. with with everybody doing social distancing and locking down, it's going to be hard to sign with anybody new for these guys. They they might be stuck in limbo for a while. I think that's why. De- oh my god. I think that's why WWE's getting so much heat is they had the money to keep these guys around and at least try and keep, even if you weren't going to book them for shows, at least kind of keep paying them till this kind of got better and then, then you could re- let them go. But now you've let them go where they, there's really, there's limited opportunities to be able to sign with anywhere else because nobody wants to take the chance or, or has to do social distancing to try and combat a worldwide pandemic. And now these guys seeming like they're, they're going to be they're going to be lost and, and and potentially jobless for a while. It's just it's a bad mm-hmm. situation. It's a horrible situation. Oh, look, look at look at AEW. They're you know there's guys that haven't been on TV for three weeks and they're still getting paid full full pay. Yeah, they got a lot less money than the WWE does mm-hmm. too. By the way, exactly. Yeah, did yeah. WWE like release a statement on why they released so many like? people uh vince basically he he had this thing where he's like oh it's 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 you know we're we're we're, we we're not making as much money as we were due to the worldwide situation we had to make some cuts to balance some things out blah 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 big corp big corporate fucking cover up that everybody just kind of went that's vince you know what i mean like it's 
It was it was just like corporate Vince talking and trying to make better of the situation. But like he's like, oh boy, well, these trying times, we had to make some cuts to make sure that we could keep going because we aren't getting the money that we were and blah 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 blah. It, it, it was a big it was a big excuse is what it was and. Everybody's seen it as that, and, I mean, WWE is still getting criticized for this mass thing today. Like, everybody knows that you, you had the money to keep those guys for a couple yep. more months. Like, we know yep. this. And he's, like, I think on board with Trump or something, like, to rejuvenate the entertainment scene with, like, Dana White or something, or the sports scene. I love oh how... Uh, oh, okay, let's... Uh, I love how every every few weeks, WWE and UFC want to battle for the most disgusting promotional tactic of the year. <laughs> These freaking blood promoters just topping each other in like just dirty tactics and, and trying to pretend that a worldwide situation isn't happening. So let's just keep resuming shows because so, we need to make money. So, it's ridiculous. Did, so did you hear what Trump said about uh, the, the pandemic and all that? I have he told what he, he told say everybody. He told everybody in their own state or whatever city. He said your governor runs that city. So if they want to open up stuff, they can. So the Florida governor. So where the NXT performance is mm-hmm. uh said wwe was essential oh and yeah all, we talked about that last week <laughs> all, all all baseball oh. um all baseball like uh kids baseball college baseball high school baseball can go back on all football activities go back on like do these guys not know what's happening in the world or are they just they just they 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 they, they don't want to it's, it's it's so unprecedented that nobody wants to be out and stay inside and, and not have the economy working like it should be or like how yeah, everybody's exactly. been used to in this side of the world for so long that yeah. they're 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 half bluffing it and they want to get stuff going because you got to keep the economy going yeah. but this is an unprecedented situation and it's 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 kind of scary like i mean every day there's uncertainty and if if you're just going to kind of bluff it off and things can go and you're not going to take the measures that need to be taken, it, it's just going to prolong things to be even worse. Exactly. So, which is which we're going to go on to now. Uh, WWE has, uh, Vince has gone back on his word. He's taping shows all the way through <laughs> July. Last week oh, he was, yeah. he was demanding that, you know, all WWE shows go live from the performance center. I guess uh, his television contract people kind of got in his ear. Um, and they have, they've, they've kind of basically said that they're going to pay a certain amount for, for the, the, the WWE shows. And, but they said there's, there's a deal that needs to be made. You have to do tapings. You have to tape stuff because apparently, allegedly they say taping is better for the performers because then they could tape a bunch of stuff and then you send them all home while the shows air and you're not having them show up to a fucking performance center every week, so it's being done for the wrestler's yeah. safety. And we talked about this last week. That should be what is done. It's just do yep. a mass taping like AEW did, because yep. AEW taped a bunch of stuff last month, like a yeah, ton a- of shows. AEW's a- a- next taping, if the pandemic is still going, would be June 1st. Yeah, it would be June. So they, they've yep. taped up to June. So yep. they, they taped three months' worth of television. Yeah, they have way less resources and stuff than WWE. WWE could tape probably even more than that if they wanted to. Yeah, you know, with with what they have. So I mean, the the networks kind of gotten Vince's ear. They kind of wanted they wanted to be rest assured that the, the wrestlers will be safe, and by doing so, they just decided that they're going to do tape shows and they're doing them till July, considering the pandemic keeps going on. So. You know, Vince wanted to do one thing, and his fucking you know guaranteed money told him another. And so now that the shows are all going to be taped going forward until at least July of this year, but at least it's being done with the wrestler safety in mind. So they they probably taped 
uh, I don't know, last week or whatever, or maybe two weeks ago. Who knows how many shows they've taped since this has come out? But maybe they're yeah. doing maybe they're doing a mass taping this week. I mean, I don't know what this means. It means yeah, a, a mass taping of yeah. sorts is coming up for uh, for three months, right? So if we go from April to July, that's about three months. Well, they're also doing some live shows. Like, wasn't Friday um, a live show for it SmackDown? It did, didn't seem like it. They didn't have the live stamp up on the screen. It seemed pretty taped to me. Oh, I heard it was live. I mean, I didn't watch it, but I heard it was live. It looked taped to me. They did not have a live indicator. You know how when WWE does live shows, they fucking put yeah. on the, by the logo that it's live? There was no live indicator on last week's SmackDown. It looked pretty taped to me. Looked very taped. So, and they're going to be tape shows going forward for the safety of the performers. And I'm glad at least that's being done. Because to have yeah, guys to have yeah. guys fly to fucking Florida every week to shoot shit just didn't seem like a yeah. good idea to me. Didn't seem like a good yeah, idea exactly. to me. Yeah, exactly. So, that's that. So, he wanted to do live shows, but his guaranteed money told him to do tape shows. So, that's what yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, they should do tape shows. They're, that's what like, it's going to be. Yeah. Yep, the, at least until July anyway. So, we got three months of taped empty venue shows from WWE. But, I mean, hey, AEW is doing it too. Yeah, at least if it's tape shows and there's no, obviously there's no audience if you mess up anything, you can fix it. Or if you want the story to play out in a more sim- a cinematic way, like they did the Boneyard match and that, you can do that. So yeah. they have a little bit more options. They so do. they should just take advantage of it for the time being. Yeah. So then another big announcement happened this week. AEW announced that they are no longer having Double or Nothing at the MGM Grand like it was originally scheduled. That's where they held um, Double or Nothing last year. Mm-hmm. But the show is still going to go and take place on the date they had scheduled, and it's going to be, they haven't said where because it's an undisclosed location, but it's going to be basically from like a, a, a closed set like they've been taping Dynamite from. I, 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 I If I had the guess, I'd probably say the Hardy You'd say what? The, uh, the, the Hardy compound, not Hardy compound. Oh, maybe like one of the matches would take place there. I wouldn't imagine the whole show takes place from there, or do you? You would imagine the whole wouldn't show. They, weren't they going to do it in Jacksonville? Because it's also Florida, right? Uh, but yeah, but they haven't. Yeah. It, maybe, but they haven't disclosed the location. They just said like it. It'll be undisclosed, like where they've been taping Dynamite. I mm-hmm. imagine it'll be somewhere like that. But yeah, they could do some cinematic stuff too. Like they could use the Hardy compound for like you know a match again. Well, th- well, where they're doing it right now, like every week, mm-hmm. they're doing it at uh, QT Marshall's. They're doing it at QT Marshall's uh, wrestling school. Oh, are they? And, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah, and supposedly the Hardy compound is like double the size of that of his place. Oh, maybe they could hold a whole pay per view there, like like shoot yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I didn't read further into it, but I they did. I think they did say live. They are planning to go live. Correct. Yes, yeah, I don't. Th- I, I don't think yep. they're taping Double or Nothing. I think they're planning on nope, having that. Yeah, they're going live, so it's going to be from whatever location they choose. So just not happening you know, at MGM. It's just happening yeah, somewhere else now. Still have a pretty pretty much like four or five weeks before it happens. So I mean, a lot could change. Hopefully, in that. Oh yeah, I mean, there's people. Some people are even predicting that they'll have to cancel it, but I don't think so. I think they're going to keep no. that show. Yeah, going I mean, on in, scenario, in May. You could just take you. Yeah, they could just tape it. That is an option. Because yeah. WWE taped their biggest show of the year. And I, I guess you could consider Double or Nothing AEW's like, premiere show, right? Because yeah. it was like their first pay-per-view they did as a promotion. So it's kind of like, I guess you could consider it yeah. their their flagship pay-per-view. Unless like you count All Out in the summer. Since that was no, 
because they have the uh, they have the AEW podcast there with the um, I forget the uh, the ref the girl's um, name. She's the referee there, Aubrey mm-hmm. Edwards. Aubrey, Ed- yeah, yeah. Her and Tony Schiavone have a podcast. Cody was on it, and they asked him, "What do you want to be pegged as? Like you know, the biggest pay per view in AEW?" And he said. So now we've gotten the big, 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 big time news out of the way, and now it's time to go over the shows of last week. As we, yeah, they're building up money in the bank, boys. That's uh, that's was made clear on this week's edition of Raw. So Raw opened up uh, doing like a look over of uh, Drew McIntyre beating Big Show after WrestleMania happened. Still weird that that took place. That's that's, just, that's you know dumb. that you taped you taped a, a main event match after WrestleMania to air on <laughs> Raw specifically the next night. Just weird, yep. wacky, just really weird. I, I uh, uh, and then after that was done, they premiered uh, or they pretty much did a cheap plug for his new Netflix show. Yeah, the big show show where he's a babyface in that show, but he's a heel yeah. after WrestleMania. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've watched two episodes. It's fantastic. I've heard it's pretty oh, funny. Good? Yeah, That's... it's oh yeah, it's so good. It's such a worth a watch. It's I'm only two episodes and, and it's I top, heard it's I heard that it's bad right like writing wise, but I feel like it's just some people don't they're not used to sitcoms or something. Yeah, yeah so it, it's like it's anything. It's I wouldn't I'm not going to say compared to like uh, pop comedy but you have to you have to watch it because there's a lot of one-liners that you'll miss and it's it's pretty much like that like you have to have a good ear for so raw started their first match and it was uh oscar against ruby riot winner qualifies for money in the bank they have it just an average tv match oscar gets the oscar lot gets submission she's the first woman to qualify for the women's money in the bank match and uh then we we go to MVP who's just standing backstage and he's got some champagne and I could have swore I this MVP was uh, yeah was still part of the company. I, I I'm pretty sure he said he retired after the Royal Rumble, but now he's going to be taking on Apollo Cruz. Yeah, this is weird. I thought he's done, but he's still wrestling every. Well, which means which means he's losing to Cruz. Which you know Apollo's you know what 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 luck this guy has. He ends up being just thrown into a match with Aleister Black a few weeks ago. Now he's going to get a pay per view spot. With with all this going on, at least I think it's good. I, I can't see MVP qualifying for a ladder match. I think he's. Oh, that would, I mean, like it, that would kind of suck be for. Fun. It would be funny though if MVP beat him. Maybe, yeah, that would be kind of sucky. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so I'm thinking Cruz is going to make it. I mean, he's more the athlete that should be in a match like that. Then Alistair Black's taking on Austin Theory. I think very much Alistair Black uh, beats yep. Theory to take a spot. And then we got Ray Mysterio versus Murphy. In the the other or the third qualifying match, and I, I, all those uh, take place next week on Raw. I take it that Ray's probably going to qualify, maybe. I think I do over Murphy. Think, yeah, the latter match he had with Andrade, you don't put him in the Money in the Bank. There's something wrong. It's just Ray's old and his knees are shot, so it's like, do you really yeah. want him in the ladder match, right? But I mean, yeah. he is a baby face, and we'll but find I, out. You know what? Is it actually going to be a ladder match after the picture I, I sent? Oh, you? we will get to that because that was announced <laughs> officially on SmackDown. We will get to that. We will get to that. So Oni Lorkin, who's been being booked on, on Raw every week. I love it after every time he gets squashed, he talks about getting his ass kicked by so-and-so superstar. So, like, he was on Raw this week, and he lost quickly to Aleister Black. And I mean, actually, they had a, they went through a commercial break. So it was like an average TV match where he, he took a black mask and got pinned. And then on Twitter, right after the match was done, he's like, oh, I got my ass kicked on Raw this week by Aleister Black. And it's in all caps. His Twitter is, is something to, to follow if uh, 
I just think it's entertaining the way he he talks about getting his ass kicked by so and so because he pretty much he's booked to lose every single match he has on Raw and SmackDown. But uh, again, if only him and Birch got more of a opportunity. But you're a tag team, and we all know if you're a tag team, you're fucking screwed when you're in the WWE. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So unless yeah. you're like in NXT for a long period of time, you're fucked. So. Uh, they go over Becky versus Shayna at WrestleMania. Still can't believe Becky retained, but she did. We go over that again. Wonderful. Um, so, I think Becky ended up like cutting a promo about this and how uh, she was the one who... As she said, somebody who is born to bully will never beat somebody who is born to survive everything. She cut a promo basically talking about how she dug down deep and, and retained her belt and and... I guess cage fighting didn't didn't uh, bring Shayna to a championship, but she's still kicking. Just the, the, the usual babyface rating champion promo. Mm-hmm. And Becky makes it work because she is a good talker and all that sort of stuff. So, my, <clears throat> my, my quick question to both of mm-hmm. you is, Shayna lost at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, hey, why would she lose at WrestleMania if you put her over that well? Or that, yeah. uh, sorry, that big. Do you, what would you think, if they fought again at Bank or let's say SummerSlam, whenever they do again. Mm-hmm. What do you think would be the outcome, and what do you think would happen? Actually, I think they're just going to have Shayna win Money in the Bank, and she cashes in and steals the belt from Becky, knowing them. You think so? Okay. Yeah, Because yeah. I, I went, uh, I was searching the web, the yeah, I think, last week, and I went to, um, I think I typed in, like, in Google, like, AW, are they reaching out to sign anybody? And it showed all the contracts expiring in, like, the next, I think the next, by, like, the by like October. And mm. supposedly Rousey has signed another year contract and it, it didn't even get stated on raw that she signed she signed till wrestlemania 2022 when recently like she supposedly it didn't say what she signed but if you go there's a i forget the website i would have to get it again but it shows everybody who signed and it said rousey just signed another uh one-year extension and it i think it gave the date and then it said she signed through wrestlemania 2022 and that this was this was probably a couple days week after WrestleMania ended. I looked that up. I don't so know. my initial thought was they're probably going to do something where Shayna's going to win, but Ronda is going to uh, going to turn heel and they're going to form that. I don't know. I doubt Ronda comes back. That sounds very clickbaity to me. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't see her coming back at all. With all the shit she's been uh, talking about, they, eh, fans are blah blah blah, and they don't care. Yeah, and but, but it's, gra- almost, it, it's almost like the it's almost like the. Ed- Right, Edge was denying and denying, and then he got, oh, not rude, but you know, uh, he got in people's face, said, "No, it's not true, man. I'm not coming back." And he got like really stern about it. Ronda's doing the same thing. Oh no, the the rumors are not true. I'm I'm having a big yeah. You've been saying that for a year and a half now. Yeah, well, is that, still, is that just a cover up. Everybody thought she'd be at Mania or would be in the build up yeah. to WrestleMania. She wasn't there, you know. So I'll believe it when she so, comes. I'll believe it when she steps foot in the ring again. Uh, then I'll be like, yeah. okay, Ronda's back. But so anyway, Shayna took on Sarah Logan, and she stomps the hell out of her arm immediately. Sarah can't compete, so the referee calls the match, and then the ring announcer says the winner is Sarah Logan, as Shayna just walks off and stomps to the back, and then they have an awkward commercial, and they come back, and then Cole's like, or, or the, the announcers are like, uh, I guess it'd be Tom Phillips. He's the main announcer of Raw now. He's like, uh, yeah, oh, the 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 ring announcer meant to announce Sarah Logan or uh, Shayna Baszler as the winner. It was a bit of a mistake there. I'm like, so you let that mistake air and you didn't edit that out, or you didn't you didn't do another take and have the ring announcer say your winner and second to qualify Shayna Baszler. No, you just kept in the flub where he gave the win to Sarah Logan. It was just weird. 
It's just I mean, weird. If anything, it's an it's an audio like error, so you can yeah. easily like map that over with you know the winner is Shayna. So it was, yeah. it was it was just a weird segment. I mean, the match was very short. She immediately stomped on the arm. The bell rang. Shayna walked off in a fuss or like angry and threw some chairs and. Sarah Logan selling this stomp like like death, like her arm was just destroyed, and she's announced as the winner, and then they go to commercial, and they come back, and go, oh, it's actually Shayna who won. I was just like, whoa, what the heck? Like, what is this? Yeah. This is a tape show that you can edit. This should not be... <laughs> should not be any any errors on the show with your budget and, and the amount of editing you could do. Anyway, we got Akira Tozawa against Austin Theory. They had a pretty good match. It was all right. Uh, Theory won with his, um, I guess, his version of a TKO. They call it the ATL, and he won. What does that stand for? I have, I, I have no idea. They just called it the ATL. You know, like I have no idea what it called. To me, the moves TKO. I call it that because it's the it's a TKO. It's a TKO. That's what it is. <laughs> and they gave him a win because he has a big qualifying match next week. But I'm pretty sure he's going to lose it anyway. So it's whatever. Um, after every one of these, every one of these guys had a match who are involved in Selena's camp. So after the match, Garza and Andrade came down and they just kind of beat up Tazawa. And then they, uh, Andrade took him out with the hammerlock DDT and they just, they triple teamed and laid him out. And then they did a shield pose. I shouldn't Why? say I shouldn't say shield pose. It's that you know, like that that arm thing that Andrade's done since Zelina's. Oh, beca- that's um. They all did. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They do that. They do that pose together. Yeah, they've been do- oh. they, they started doing that on Raw this week. So then it, it went to commercial. Then uh, Rey Mysterio's interviewed backstage, and he did a callback to 2010 when Kane cashed in the money in the bank on him and ended his world championship reign within minutes. So he said, "This year at Money in the Bank." He's going to be the one to cash in the contract and become world champion again. But first, he's got to go through Murphy. But he says that he will be the future champion, and this year is his time. And uh, pretty good stuff. Ray's just been cutting like these good babyface promos all, all of a sudden. Like I never ever thought of him to be a great talker, but like he like since he started feuding with Brock last year, he's like he's just been. Maybe he doesn't follow like a script, the, you know. I feel like that's the experience. Yeah, like he's had so many years, so he's just he's gotten better at the at the whole talking thing. Like he's 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 just I've, I'm kind of enthralled when he speaks. Usually with Ray, it's like yeah, he's pretty bad on the mic for the most part. But now I don't I don't mind his interviews. They they they've been pretty good for since yeah. He's, his since mic he's come work back. is more yeah. memorable than when he was like at his peak. You know, I know the, it's like yeah. his his veteran his last stand veteran run is like he, he's more known for talking now than he was in his prime. So it's interesting. No, he and was then, in Lucha. He was in Lucha Underground for a bit, and the, like a majority of their show is like cutting promos backstage. Yeah, so maybe he got it's some probably more chops where he uh, got, developed yeah, got yeah. Some experience, mm-hmm. or like like polished his skills a bit. He was in Lucha Underground because mm-hmm. he's been quite a, he's been a better talker now that he's come back in WWE than he ever was in his first yeah, run. For sure, so, yeah, totally agree. Uh, Seth Rollins was doing these backstage segments where he's like, he's kind of moping backstage, but then he's like, oh. Everybody needs to have faith in something. And he wants us to know that he's, even though despite everything that's happened to them, he's still there for us. Our Messiah has truly risen. <laughs> it was like these awkward things with Seth just like standing, moping backstage with his coat on. Like they did like three of these. And uh, so then Angel Garza had a match against Tehudi Miles. Is that like just some perform- another performance center guy? Yeah, it's another PC. Uh, okay, so Garza got the quick win with the wing clipper. And then once again, Andrade and Austin Theory came down. They beat the shit out of Miles after the match. And then 
Andrade took this jobber out with his hammerlock DDT, and again they they did the the Los Ingobernables. Yeah, yeah, the the, the pose there, the the arm thing, <laughs> the, the the arm pose. There's gonna be like, if you think about it, like four like Los Ingobernables like groups now, like one in Ring of Honor, one in CMLL, one in New Japan, and then I guess now here. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I think I think yeah, it's like because there's Naito's group and now Andrade's yeah. got a group and <laughs> yeah, and then Roosh is in Ring of Honor. Yep, and then I don't know who's in in charge of CMML's version of it, the original Los Ingobernables, but yeah, that's four of them right there. So then uh, Drew McIntyre is interviewed and uh, he has to talk about Selena's comments because earlier in the the night I forgot to mention this. Selena basically said that. Uh, since Andrade has a match with Drew McIntyre tonight, Andrade was the one to take the NXT title from Drew, and that he will beat uh, Drew McIntyre again tonight. So call back to their NXT history. That's where, a good, yeah, that's good yeah, throwback. And I mentioned that in in that match, Andrade injured McIntyre and sent him on the shelf because he that was a match where uh, Drew tore his bicep uh, when he dropped the title. Oh yeah, so then, that did. Mm-hmm, so McIntyre points to the scar on his arm where he had surgery and says that that was because of Andrade. And That's he good. Sa- That's really good. Yeah, yeah, and he says he looks at the scar at least once a week, and he thinks about Andrade, and how he almost took his whole career from him. That's good and uh, work. and Drew hell? and Drew said they they may have both had strong words tonight, but he promises he's going to beat Andrade with a claymore, and uh, he hopes that Andrade will lose six months of his career because of it. So good little <laughs> little good little uh, little callback there to their NXT days because of all things to be calling back to it's the NXT brand right yeah so. because they never had a real conclusion because of that injury like, no and then they just they sent Drew to be a heel on the main roster it was weird yeah he even sounded commentary before he returned like I will be back um, to take the NXT title and then, and then he, he just and then they turned him heel which was because he had such a great run as like the the babyface getting redemption and finally winning oh a big God. belt, like oh it was good. God, and then yeah. and then they just and they had him be a heel with Dolph. I was like, that's. You remember, eh. you remember his first night back on NXT? I, I do. Crowd pop you know, so damn loud. Yo, his his time in NXT is so short, but it was like really good though. Oh really memorable. Yeah. It he showed that so he awesome. could. It showed that he could be. He's he has babyface more than babyface potential. I think he's he's better off and more unique as. A big tall Scotsman who finally got his his big chance, and he's being he's getting redemption after his first run failed. I think that's a good character to have. I think that's something people can root yeah, behind. And yeah, once yeah, they started definitely. doing it on Raw, like they did in NXT, he got over. Wow, big big shock there. Than just being another big heel. You know how many big heels they have? A lot. He was just another guy as a heel, but now he's found his groove as once again as a babyface, which is what NXT used him for. He was never a heel in in NXT. He was always the the fan favorite, so now they're finally putting him in that position again. So we built up to the next Money in the Bank qualifying match, and it was Kyrie Sane against Nia Jax, and I knew Kyrie was getting squashed because, um, as you said, Gabe, she's on the way out. It's funny and... that she hasn't been released, you know. Yes, those not people. not officially. How do you? How do you? Oh, my, it just drives me not to room people. So, she's fantastic, that girl. Yeah. So Nia just uh, annihilated her, beat her around the ring, gave her some power spots, and pinned her after a Samoan drop, and became the third woman to qualify for Money in the Bank. Then Charlotte comes out and says, "We're gonna have a history lesson tonight with the Queen." Back at the Royal Rumble, she won the Royal Rumble and had a few choices: Becky Lynch or Bailey. But she said she'd been there and done that a million times. So neither That's of them. True. So neither of them were a challenge, or and neither of them were new. So instead, she went after the next big thing, Rhea Ripley. After Rhea provoked her 
with a challenge in the first place. Which she said that Rhea having... Rhea was ballsy to challenge her, but now she stands in front of us as our new NXT Women's Champion. She beat the next big thing, making her, once again, the biggest thing. And last year, Vince knew she was the biggest thing, and that's why he chose her to be in the main event of WrestleMania. And this year, Rhea Ripley chose her because she wants to be her. But Rhea lacks humility, and there are levels to this. There's always going to be someone bigger, better, faster. And she's going to remind all the women of NXT that there are levels. And up next is none other than Io Shirai. And she says she had a really... And she had a really impressive performance to earn her shot in the ladder match, but lesson one is up next, that everyone eventually bows down to the queen. Yeah, so, more like she's going to bow down to EO. <laughs> uh, I've been on the EO train for so long. I'm on the EO train, but I, I... Yeah, but you know they never give her the belt. She gets a, a championship match, they have a good match out of it, and she loses. No. It's happened oh, like three times. This, if they do it this time, she should just ask for her release and go somewhere else, because they need to make yeah. Uh, me and Brian talked last week. Like, if EO loses this, it's done. Over it's over. Like, her character's yeah. like no more. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe they've been waiting for Charlotte. To, they have this plan for a while, and then her beating Charlotte would be like, oh, she beat Charlotte. Then boom, it'll it'll propel her to the next level. It would be a big win for her, but I just don't see it happening. I see her oh. just. I see they're popping a rating with an EO Charlotte title match. Charlotte retains, and that leads into Rhea and Charlotte doing more together, and Rhea eventually beats her again and gets her win back. That's how That's I see what it. it like. That's yeah. what it sounds like. She's got a better moonsault than, than Charlotte. She does, but it'll matter for one match where she misses it, gets locked in the figure eight, taps out, and then Rhea Ripley resumes her feud with yeah. Charlotte. You know no, it's coming. No, I know. No, I'm, I'm optimistic. Okay, <laughs> you can be optimistic all you want. I lost my optimism a year ago when she jobbed to Shayna like three times in a row, so... On the side note, this promo like made Charlotte look like a million dollars and more. Like, oh, she's got like that flair, no pun intended, or maybe a little bit intended. Um, <laughs> but she she's she can she can talk a bit when she's given. She clearly is a better heel than a babyface. Like I was watching this, imagining like, okay, if I had never watched wrestling before, this would make me like the most invested into this Charlotte Flair character. Like, holy crap, that was a really good. Uh, package for her. Yeah, she. I thought she did a good job. It's a good promo, and I look forward to seeing the oh. matches she can have in NXT. Yeah, but my thing is, if you if you guys don't think Io beats her, who beats her? Rhea, in a rematch. Yeah, because Rhea and uh, so, Charlotte so, were back and forth so at Mania. She's out. She's out. On they're saying she's out until um, late August. With her visa, that was a that was a rumor. It was never true, and she's still in the states. Yeah, she's still like posting stuff on her social medias, and she's still in the states. She didn't get deported. Well, okay, um, but let's say that that is maybe she hasn't got deported, maybe because of the virus. But let's say she does get deported. But that was a it, it, she pretty much has. It, it's been confirmed that she 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 hasn't had visa issues. She'll be involved in the NXT tapings coming up. She will be involved in the television. She ain't getting sent home. She okay, ain't getting so, benched. So, other than Charlotte and Rhea, who would you think could take the title? Because you know Rhea is going to be going up to the main roster. Uh, so the NXT maybe. Titles, the NXT title is going to have to go back to, some, to somebody in NXT. Yeah, yeah. I don't see her getting fully called up. I mean, I I see her sticking around for a little bit longer. Like you I just... think Charlotte should stick around in NXT with the belt. Yeah. Longer. 
We don't know where it's going to go. We can we can debate about it till the cows come home, but we will find out in the weeks to come. I see EO just getting a title shot, losing, and it's the same same fucking song and dance because I don't you know. Yeah, it looks like that's going to happen, but so, I will be more than happy to be wrong. Yeah, I'd be more than Mia happy wins. to be wrong too. I'd be more than happy to be wrong. I think she deserves the belt more than just about any other woman on the on the NXT roster. You know, so. Anyway, Lashley had uh, No Way Jose's final match. Lashley got a, a, a quick win, and during this match, uh, Lana was again barking orders at Lashley like she did at WrestleMania, and then Bobby just gets out of the ring and basically tells her to just shut up. He just yells at her, and then he gets in the ring, does what he wants to do, and he finishes No Way Jose off the way he wanted to do and not the way Lana was barking at him, and he gets the win, and... Lana shuts up and just kind of stands there awkwardly, and they're building that tension more. Did they walk out together for the entrance? Uh, yep, they did. That's, mm-hmm. that's weird. Didn't they have, like, a whole, like, promo after Mania, like, hey, I need a new wife or something? Yeah, but I guess, like, Lana, uh, they acted like Lana never heard that, and I guess she just never watched the replay. Maybe they want us to believe that. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Again, Seth Rollins is backstage. He says he will stamp out all doubt tonight. Again, he's just standing there with his coat on backstage. And the Viking Raiders had a match against Ricochet and Cedric. This was actually very good stuff. I thought it was a good little empty arena match. Good little tag team bout. A lot of athleticism. A lot of big They're spots were done. Yeah, and we've seen Ricochet work with the Raiders before. It's always good stuff. And uh, so... He Ricochet, of course, uh, gets caught in um, the Raiders' uh, finish. What, what do they call that again? The big uh, the Viking experience. The Viking experience. That's it. Where uh, <laughs> I will never forget. Uh, that where, where Eric? <laughs> yeah, where Eric tosses. Uh, I can't believe I have to call him that. I should call him Row. Or uh, yeah, or uh, Hanson. Ha- yeah, I, I, I should call him Row. Or Ray Row just tosses Ricochet, then then Hanson gives him the big power slam, and they got the pin. But it was a good match. It was a very good match, actually, for like like nobody being there. These guys worked very hard. I'll give them credit. They worked very How long hard. Was the match? Oh, it was like like at least like I think like uh, uh, it was a commercial break long, but I would say at least it went ten minutes before each. I would say it was close to twenty minutes. I'd say it was at least fifteen. Good stuff. So the Street Profits were interviewed and. Bianca's there, and uh, so they they talk about uh, Vikings for a while because maybe the Raiders will be next to have that shot because they never did that match in NXT, even though they should have. They never did a proper tag team title match between uh, War Raiders and, and the Street Profits. So they cut their little wacky SNL-style promo, and uh Belair is disgusted with the jokes that they're doing and it, it it was it was a little cringy but it's like it's it's like what they they write for the street profits these days it's you know they do more backstage yeah. wacky shit than they wrestle so it's just it's comes exactly. to the territory comes yeah. to the territory now we had Drew against Andrade and Andrade's got his whole camp Zelina Austin Theory and Angel Garza are all out there they have a fun little match uh, it was pretty short, though. It was it was short. It didn't go as long as I expected to. Um, but uh, Drew is able to overcome the interference. He hits that uh, backwards Alabama slam thing on Andrade, and then as Andrade gets up, he counts the 3-2-1, nails Andrade with a claymore, and wins the match. But then immediately after the match, Seth's, Seth Rollins' music hits, and Garza... 
hits McIntyre from behind, and uh, Seth then del- gets to the ring and delivers a super kick, and then hits him with a stomp. And then Drew gets up a bit, and then Seth uh, Seth hits a second stomp and stands over McIntyre to end the show. So clearly, the Monday Night Messiah going to be Drew McIntyre's first uh, program for the the belt. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's weird that they're already him the challenger. I thought they were going to wait a while, but well, they got Money in the Bank that's coming up. Got to yeah. got to have an opponent for that show, and clearly it's probably going to be Seth. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, like I feel like Seth. Maybe if SummerSlam were to be a thing, maybe you save that for um, those yeah, two. That's but what I was, I was, I was thinking uh, so much. Yeah, and I was thinking uh, Andrade could be a good first like contender. And, I thought that's where they were going to go. I thought they were going to have like like the interference and Andrade like fluke wins, but then he gets a win over the world champion, so he gets a pay per view match out of it. That's where I thought yeah. they were going, and then they just beat him and had Seth show up. So, yeah, um, this is int- this is weird because yeah, Seth has been going uh, strong lately as a Messiah. So yeah, now he's well, he's still the Messiah. He's just I guess going after the title. I he guess. only has what Murphy now, right? Yeah, and even then, Murphy hasn't been showing up with them. I mean, when was the last time you seen those two on TV together? I can't remember the last exactly. time they were on the... Like, I don't remember them ever being... Were they ever together in the Performance Center since they've been taping from there? I can't remember I a single segment with the two of them no. together. So... No. I guess I guess Seth is just going solo again after building up a whole stable for him for a while. I know, it's weird. I guess we'll see where it goes tomorrow night. Then uh, Wednesday we had Dynamite. And, of course, Jericho and Shivani both on commentary. They did a great Siobhan. job. They, they, they did a great job the week before, so they're keeping them as, as the uh, the duo. We get a great highlight package of Cole Cabana, how he's talking about how people kind of think he's a comedy guy, but he is a well-oiled machine who has wrestled around the world. Oh, he's I been like he's been He's been everywhere, Japan, India, England, Germany, and uh, he's not looking past Archer. He's a huge man, but... He has beaten big dudes throughout his whole career, and he says his goal will be will be to hold the TNT Championship, and it's all he's been thinking about. And so then uh, we have a little. Uh, I think uh, the Snake did a little promo for Lance Archer, talking about how he had to be sent to Japan to to rebuild himself, and he was basically exiled for America and sent to Japan to to find a living, as if like you know the, all the American promoters turned their backs on him, and so now he's back to proved them wrong and now he's pissed off and man jake can still talk i'll, t- I'll tell oh, you that man. oh yeah, my yeah. god so good I, I i like this too i like i like jake as his, his manager and and yeah. archer's a big fucking like intimidating I was, dude i was kind of iffy oh. on this duo because isn't like jake almost the same size as archer and yeah but so archer's still a little bit taller you know yeah so. archer's i uh, i think oh, it's it's i think it's i think it's more like jake is just like his kind of his mouthpiece yeah, 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 you know, yeah. like doesn't talk. Yeah, you know, it's like he's he's kind of like like what Heyman does for for Brock, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. And then Lance Archer and Colt Cabana had their their opening round tournament match to open the show. Colt did a lot of uh, a lot of athletic stuff. Uh, Archer worked the the old school heel style, and they they had a good little opening bout to uh, to open the show. Uh, in the end, though, uh, uh, Archer. Uh, 
but he basically hit like like a pounce on Cole. Like he, he ran at him and like collided in him, kind of like uh, I don't know. Have you? I, this is pretty old school, but I'll make the reference. Any of you remember a guy named Monty Brown from TNA? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So it was like it was like that type of move. He just kind of ran at him. It's not quite like a, a spear. He just kind of shoulder tackled yeah, him and he's done like three different finishers he's used like three different finishers so far on dynamite yeah well he he hit a choke slam and then uh the blackout finish is what he used to, to get the win yeah. over colt here so he moves on to round two of the tnt tournament and i think he's gonna be in the finals with cody i, I think that's oh, where they're going 100 yeah, i building it up i yeah. think that's yeah. where they're going because that'd be my thing my, my thing is i understand that is they're building that up for something but my thing is, is they're kind of costing Darby Owing a chance at being because I, I honestly think he should be the champion. Yeah, he'll be champion one day, but I don't think he should be the first champion. I think they're gonna save that for Cody, man. I think Cody's winning that belt. I think so. You think he's he'll beat Lance Archer? I do. Yeah, I do think he'll is beat him. Yeah. yeah, I do. I do think I he think, will beat him. I think Lance Archer. I think they're gonna personally. I think he'll beat Cody, but I think it'll be. In dominant, like dominant, quick fashion. I think you're really going to go under. Oh, that's that's wow, that's a big I, prediction. I think I think you're going to see um, Lance Archer go undefeated for a long time. Yeah. I said, like, I, I don't think it, it, when he does lose, it's going to be to somebody like Moxley or Jake Hager, who's as big as him, or Brody Lee. He's not going to lose to Cody. Yeah, but wow. Cody, Cody's a very popular babyface who can't go for the world title, and this is like the yeah, only but, championship but he can get. Ever since the the uh, Jericho match, I think Cody is going to go on a downward spiral, and then they're going to maybe turn him heel. Well, he already had it. He he lost to, to Jericho, which means he can never challenge for the world title again. Yeah. Then he then, then he, he became MJF's bitch. So yeah. this is where he kind of rises up and does something. Yeah, I, I just, I, I can't, I, like, my personal opinion, I, I think they're going to have Art undefeated for a while. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. He's definitely making it to the final of this tournament, I'll tell you that, that much. Yeah. So, Dr. Britt Baker does a little promo thing. She does a rundown of the rules of being a role model, one of which is to always fight fair. And she says, Hikaru Shida did not fight fair last week because she broke her nose. Can we talk so. about, the? this is probably, <laughs> so, she's so great as a heel man. Yeah, I can't believe they had her as a baby face for a while. Oh like, my gosh, she's so good. Who could forget when she talked about, like, uh, what chubby Whataburger faces and the whole stadium, like, booed her louder than MJF yeah. ever got booed? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, whoa, these people, like, you don't diss Whataburger in this did, state. Holy! Did you see her um, when she fought um, uh, Shido after she broke her nose there? I, I I can't remember, but I remember her getting yeah. her nose broken and the match being really good. But I don't really remember much beyond that. Yeah, she went backstage and they asked her how was she doing, and she stuck out her tongue and it was full of blood. And she goes, "That's how I'm doing." She's been she's her character's been pretty good. Just being this pretentious oh. dentist character, like that's yeah. just. Well, I mean, her and Adam Cole are. are fantastic. I know the, the, the heel and Adam Cole, and then the heel and her. Two natural heels together, yeah, exactly. no less. Yeah, so they had uh, Ariel Helwani hype up the Jake Hager versus John Moxley empty arena main event, and then we went to commercial. Then uh, Britt Baker basically squashed Cassandra Golden, and uh, we get another rundown of uh, tonight's title match, including Mike Goldberg, who's a commentator for Bellator, and mm-hmm. actor Ronald Funches. 
I don't know yeah. what he's. I don't know what he's famous for. I like for. how they did this, though. I like how yeah, they, they did it throughout the the thing. Pumped the matchup, right? And uh, of course, yeah. they, we got a, a a promo for Double or Nothing, which is set to be live on on May twenty third. And then they hype up uh, the inner circle doing the bubbly bunch, and it's oh, them so all and, and it's them <laughs> doing all being on Facetime chat together, and it's all about <laughs> shit talking the elite. So. It, it was pretty funny stuff. Uh, Sammy Guevara took on Shug D, is what they're calling this him this week. This is the worst wrestler name ever. It was, like... It's a god-awful name. All Jericho did was bury him on commentary the yeah, whole time. Yeah, called him Pineapple Pete. He called him, he called him everything under the sun, talked about how he's a goof, and I mean... I mean, yeah. if you're Shug D, you're going to have a hard time wrestling again after well, this, because, like, the, holy fuck. The, the week before, when... Um, uh, I think it was... The week when Guevara and Spears took on Cody and um, Darby Allen. Oh yeah, that's like that's a few weeks ago now. That's like two, yeah, three weeks Sh- ago now. Shug D was in the the audience. Oh, was he? And he? Yeah, and he held Sammy for no reason, and 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 Cody like you know popped him a couple times in the stomach. Right. And Jericho was like, "Who is this idiot in the audience? I've never seen him backstage." <laughs> so actually, believe it or not, Shug D kind of gives Sammy a bit of a competitive match <laughs> for a while, yeah. and then uh, he ends up uh, hitting a good old Shug with a running high knee and ends up getting the the torture knee for the win. And then after the match, uh, Sammy cuts a promo and. Uh, Says he could go for a few more rounds, but uh, allow him to spoil what will happen with the TNT title tournament. He says he's going to beat the shit out of Darby Allen in the first round. And Sammy wants to give a demonstration of that. And he continues to beat down Shug now after the match. And then Darby runs out for the save and Sammy flees. So I'm kind of looking forward to their opening round match. Especially, oh, after, that, yeah, that, it's, it's, it's going to be, be a lot of fun. A good one. For sure. And we had uh, Kip Sabian. Take on Chuck Taylor. Now, I thought this was a pretty good little back-and-forth match for a while. They got a decent amount of time. Uh, everything looked good. Uh, I guess you had to kind of give Sabian a bit of something. I would have had him actually pin Chuck with, like, a, a legit finisher because, basically, Jimmy Havoc beats up Orange Cassidy at ringside after this long competitive match. And then uh, Penelope, which is uh, Sabian's girlfriend, she hit a Hurricane Rana on Chuck from the top rope, so kind of like the Zelina Vega spot. <laughs> That yeah. Zelina used to do in NXT, and she might still do it now, but I remember it particularly in NXT. And then as mm-hmm. Chuck kind of recovered from getting hurricane rotted by a woman, Sabian just kind of fluke pinned him. Why wouldn't you at least let Sabian hit him with, like, a finishing move? Why do you have to get a win with a fluke pin just to show that his girl needs to win his battles evermore? Well, like, Yeah, that's the kind of... I think that's the way they're going with him, that he's going to be that fluke kind of wrestler. That's yeah, but, like, I mean, the guy... He, I mean... He, I, w- I would have had him, like, hit a finisher. He's got a big match with, like, Dustin Rhodes coming up. Yeah. And we all know he's going to lose, but, like, it's a, still a, it's a battle for a potential championship reign, you know? You think he'd yeah. give him a bit... You think he'd give him at least, like, a, a, a win where he hits his finish on Chuck Taylor, not just a fluke roll-up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he's a heel. He wins with a chicken shit way with his girlfriend helping Wait, him. And... Why did, uh... Why did uh, Jimmy Havoc come in? Like, I was confused. Um, I think Orange Cassidy just kind of did the pockets thing to him. And then, like, he just kind of, he just showed off at ringside being, like, the sloth. And just, it, Jimmy was pissed. Just got mad. Or, like, uh, or, I, I might uh, go back and look at this here. So, I I, I kind of forget why he got, uh, he got all, all pissed off. It's just, uh, I, I think he just, he got mad with um, Orange Cassidy at ringside and decided to take him out. 
And then he, and then he, at the end, they were all hugging each other, right? Kip and, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like they, they aligned Jimmy Havoc with, with Kip and, and Penelope. Yeah, they need Jimmy Havoc to do something. So, I mean, I what they're both British, right? Yep. (laughs) So I guess that's why they're partnering up. I mean, it's weird. Like, their characters clash. Like, one's like the, like, masochist, like, Prince of Darkness, and the other's like a chicken shit, like, boyfriend. (laughs) So, very different. But I mean, I hey, if you have the same accent, you can team, right? So like, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> so Sean Spears squashed Justin Law. It was a quick match, and mm-hmm. Spears got the win. Who do you who do you guys think his partner is going to be? Uh, I have. He's been looking. He's been every time there's a tag team match out uh, going on. Yeah, it's it's with him and uh, him and Tully are looking for his partner, right? That that's the thing. Yeah. Like, who will be? Sean Spears' partner. I have no idea. I have no idea. Obviously, maybe they're going to debut somebody, I guess. I have no idea. Maybe, yeah. So, next week on Dynamite, they hype up Kip Sabian and Dustin Rhodes in the first round for the TNT title, as well as Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara. Both opening mm-hmm. round matches are going to be taking place this week. And uh, then also next week, Orange Cassidy set to make his Dynamite debut in singles action against yeah. against <laughs> Ji- against Jimmy Havoc. And then they also said that Kenny Omega will be in action as well. But up next was the AEW World Championship match. Uh, it was an no-holds-barred empty arena about John Moxley defending against Jake Hager. I had no idea how this match was going to go. Um, I think it went a little too long. Maybe about like 10... That's if, what I thought too. If, if they'd cut off 10 minutes, I would say this would be the best uh, empty arena brawl match that has been done between the two promotions. It was. I thought it was better than... The Gargano Champa cinematic stuff, and it was certainly I thought a lot better than uh, even Edge and uh, Orton's fucking long tiresome brawl that they had that everybody hated that I I like because it was Edge's return match. So maybe nostalgia played some some uh, bit for me there, but I thought this was a, a better match than that. But I still thought it dragged out in spots. If they'd cut ten minutes off, it'd have been probably the the, the best empty arena brawl that that uh, any of the two promotions, American promotions, have put on. Um. You know, they, they, they basically... Because at the beginning, it was like... There was some chain wrestling going on. Like, like Jake was just trying to out-wrestle Moxley. But then Moxley used his uh, his MMA training and, and was able to hang with Hager on the mat, surprisingly, for a while. I thought that was a cool little little spot. Then eventually, they got into brawling in, in, with the chairs and using chairs and this, that, and the other. But uh, there were just some moments where it went on a little too long. But I thought the finish was very good. Where... Uh, Moxley is ends up being able to hit the, the paradigm shift on Hager onto a chair to get the win. Um, but with Jake Hager taking a loss like this, and now he's just he's lost a title match and he's lost his first AEW match. Um, I thought it would save him for Moxley on pay per view. Who the hell challenges Moxley after he beats an MMA fighter? Hey, um, I guess I I, I still think Pac. Pack is up next, or Pulk, whatever. Well, what if he's stuck in the UK because of quarantine and he can't go? And he hasn't been. He wasn't involved in any of the taping so far. Doesn't seem like he's. But but that's what AEW is doing. You haven't seen Hang. Hangman's in quarantine too. Yeah, but I mean, Hangman lives where where they tape the QT Marshall. He lives in the same city. Yeah, but he says he's refusing to go to the tapings because he doesn't want to get sick. Yeah, that's his safety. And he hasn't he hasn't been involved in any of the tapings yet. Neither has Pack. So it's like. Who that's been involved in these tapings is going to be 
challenging Moxie in the weeks to come. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought Hager would have been definitely safe for double or nothing, but they did it here on TV and they beat him. Because I thought there might have... I mean, it, it's early to take the belt off of Moxley, but I don't know about Jake suffering a, a loss like that right away. I don't know. I don't know about that. What do you guys think about Jake Hager taking a loss in a championship yeah, I, match? I, I, I honestly thought the I honestly thought the match would end like in like a you know like yeah, a draw, match. yeah, like protect both yeah, guys. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of a draw too, but he just lost to a regular like Dirty Deeds. It wasn't even the elevated I, I, like Death Rider one. Yeah, yeah but he you, uh, but hey, we can say he did fall on a chair. It was on a chair. Yeah. He he hit him on he hit the DDT on a chair, so it's like yeah. yeah. But like he did, he just got pinned by the 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 world champions finish and he got beat so it's like uh, i don't know <laughs> i don't know what you do with him now perfect because everyone was just hyping it up and then yeah i would have called yeah, it draw. I, I, uh, I honestly i honestly think i mean not probably not right now and not anytime soon but i think after a while you're gonna see him and sammy te- him and sammy probably team up for or like a a tag team no, oh, they got pride and powerful there too. They could do the tag team stuff. Yeah, you... but I mean, if it Sam, I watch I watch Sammy's vlogs every week on YouTube, mm-hmm. and him him Jake Hager is in it like every week, and they're always backstage. So I mean, if it if it's like that, and every time they're on AEW, they're always together. I guess the next potential match could be um, what's his name, the Exalted One, Brody Lee. You could do that. He, he's That's in the sure. program right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they've had a stare down too. So, yeah, so that's my that's my prediction. Just have a uh, Brody already go for the championship title. Yeah, they could they could definitely do that. And they've got they've they've worked with each other before in WWE and uh, and now they have their full creativity. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and but like anyway, back to the match quality. I thought this was the best match on weekly television of the last week. I enjoyed it the most out of anything on Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I thought this was the 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 best match of, of the week. As far as uh, content goes, I don't know what you guys thought. If you've seen any of the wrestling for the last week, but this was this was my favorite match of the week. Now again, it's not gonna be match of the year or anything like that. Like, but as far as like like what I thought was the best match on television this week, Dynamite's main event gets that. Yeah. So, any last thoughts on Dynamite? Or are we gonna move right on to NXT? Uh, it was oh. a. It was funny for Jericho, and that's all I got to say yeah. for that. <laughs> to move on yeah, to... Yeah, no, I, I still think Dynamite every week is the best show on television. I think they... They're, I mean, they're taped shows, but they are they keep on improving to me. Oh, yeah. It's surprising on how well... I mean, like, they're, like... Yeah. Like, they, they brought people into the crowd first, and then... is Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Yeah. It still I feels mean, like I, a wrestling show, not, like, an yeah. empty, awkward, like... Yeah, Matt exa- Russell. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. They they were they were they were really getting fired before they had to no longer do shows in front of people and now they're doing the better shows in front of nobody. So it's like Yeah, exactly. It's the show that like yep, it, to me it's the the must see show of the week. Yeah, I was going to say it's the show that I tune into every week. Yeah. So, then we go into NXT and they do a recap of the the six woman ladder match from last week in Gargano and Champa, and uh, how Candice turned on Champa and helped her husband. As if like, why would she not side with her husband in that battle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like. Uh, so we open up the show with Finn Balor against Fabian Eichner with Marcel Bartel from Imperium. That was it, a good match. It was a pretty good match, and uh, Balor ended up winning and. He basically uh, said into the camera that, like, whenever the time may be, him and Walter will eventually meet up. But that wouldn't be the last we'd see of Finn. 
on on this I'll, here I'll show. I'll put more input when we get to that. Yeah, you put more input when we get to that. Okay. Yeah. So backstage, Velveteen is uh, waiting on on a couch for Adam Cole, the NXT champion, to <laughs> arrive at the arena. Apparently, he and Cole are set to have their face-to-face meeting tonight, and also Charlotte will address the NXT Women's Division right after the break. So back from the break, uh, we are told that Tegan Knox will get an opportunity to take on Raquel Gonzalez later tonight. And it's... Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so it's the first time they're going to have a, like, a legit match, I guess, since uh, the street fight that happened between Kai and Knox at, at, in Portland. And then uh, Tom Phillips show, uh, th- throws us to a video package of Charlotte Flair celebrating her victory at WrestleMania. Charlotte says that he will dominate. Th- she will dominate three different eras of sports entertainment. The past, the present, and the future. And Charlotte talks about all of the women that she has beaten in the WWE. Charlotte then says that she wanted to come to NXT to run through all of the women on the NXT roster. She shouts at Rhea Ripley... Mia Yim and Candice LeRae as the women that she hopes to have matches with and wants to give Mia Yim a shot in particular. She says that... I think re- this is what I was talking about earlier. She yeah. got too confused. Uh, I said this was uh, what made her look like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, both promos are really good. So it's like they both they both were selling you on NXT, but at least the one on Raw made you want to like tune into NXT to see this one, I would hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, so... I like her work in both shows. It kind of, you know, makes the division important and all that sort of stuff. So she says that uh, Regal can line up every woman on the roster and she will run through them all. So Aaliyah took on uh, Zia Lee in a match. and Again? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, they had another that's match. A, that's another girl that NXT doesn't use well is Zia Lee. I think she's got a lot of potential, my girl. I think they should have released Aaliyah. I mean, like, I know it's rude to say, like, oh, this person should have been released, but I really was surprised that Aaliyah is still sticking around. And she's and still NXT there. News on NXT TV she, her, her, in 2020. Her name's, her name's not Aaliyah. Her name is Carmella 2.0. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So yeah. she uh, she hits a spinning kick on Aaliyah and then covers her for the three, and Aaliyah takes a loss, and it's whatever. How it's... many matches have they had together? I don't know. Two? I don't need to count it. <laughs> I don't need to go back and figure <laughs> out. How many times have they wrestled on TV in the last, uh, yeah. we'll say, six months? Enough, right? Like... Yeah, more, more than that. <laughs> so we get a video package hyping up the upcoming tournament to crown the new interim NXT Cruiserweight champion, Drake Maverick, still very much being advertised. Oh, my God. Everyone's for Drake Maverick for this now. Like, that... even Tom Phillips was like, Drake Maverick has a lot to prove in this tournament. Yeah, now so... people are going to be really wanting him to win, but <laughs> like, it's like he's, we clearly know he's not because he's not with them anymore. And so... Uh... Uh, up next, we get uh, a matchup from Group B, which has Isaiah Swerve Scott take on Akira Tozawa. But before that, Matt Riddle is on the phone with Pete Dunne. And Riddle is trying to get Dunne to tell him who his tag team partner will be tonight. Because apparently Pete Dunne's going to pick who Matt Riddle teams with, since he's not there. Apparently, only Dunne knows who Riddle's partner is, but Matt just doesn't know. So he's really wanting Pete to tell him. But it's a, they keep it unclear whether Pete uh, actually revealed to Matt who his partner was, so that keeps you, you know, invested to see who will who will team with Matt Riddle tonight to defend the tag titles. So then, Isaiah Swerve Scott took on Akira Tozawa in a tournament match for the cruiserweight title. And these guys got a decent amount of time, and uh, surprisingly enough, Tozawa hit his top rope senton at the end of the match, and he got the win in the tournament. Uh, like, I mean, Isaiah Swerve Scott's kind of like the more recent signee, and, you know, he's, yeah. he's more hyped than you know, but Tazawa got the win here, so I was pretty shocked by that. Jeez. 
What do you guys think about that? I was pretty surprised by that. That uh... I I just think that um, Isaiah needs to get his old theme song back because his like new theme song is pretty trash. Like I don't get the vibes that he used to give when he like first debuted on NXT TV. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah he should have won. Um Yeah, I would have had him winning. Because Tazar already had his like sunlight with the title itself when two oh five live was like he's more acrobatic too. Yeah, he is he's what? Shane fucking Strickland, like he's yeah. he's got so much to prove and taking the first loss in the, the whole like group A B ro- round robin tournament is kinda weird, but I guess he'll he can still win two more matches, I don't know. We'll find out. So Tazawa has asked about how he feels about his victory. And he says that he has to keep fighting and keep winning. And then he stares into the camera. And backstage, Velveteen Dream is still on his purple couch, waiting for Adam Cole. And then after the break, uh, Tegan Knox took on Raquel Gonzalez. And right before the match, we got a video package hyping up El Hijo del Fantasma. The, the new... Oh my god. He, I was yeah, surprised. He... Oh, yeah, I was well, he's in the tournament. Yeah. He's in the tournament. Yeah. 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 So he's debuting I... in the tournament. Yeah. What I a way to him... debut. I seen him in Impact when I was watching it back then, mm-hmm. and he's he's a good talent. I just don't know how far he'll go in WWE. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, like he to me, he's not um, the talent WWE would sign. But they he's did. more like Impact and Indie and possibly AEW. But yeah, he's not <laughs> well, he's WWE talent. Well, Adam Cole's there. He came from the Indies. Yeah, but he's like, I don't even know how to explain it. He's like, um, he's almost like Colt Cabana, but Lucha. Like, like, like he's, he's, he's like a comedy Lucha guy. Yeah, he's a comedy Lucha guy. He's like, he's got Colt Cabana's, they got the, almost a similar moveset. He's uh, maybe a little bit more high flying. Interesting. Um, hmm. but yeah, that it's just a talent wow. that I would never thought would see in WWE. Yeah, we'll see what kind of shot they give him when he actually has a match. Yeah, so. yeah, because I'm kind of hyped for him. Like, I really yeah, didn't expect him good. to be I in just this never tournament. Thought he would sign there. So Gonzalez and Knox had their match, and they have their bout, and it's fine. Nothing, nothing <laughs> too bad. But like, it's nothing you're ever gonna write home about either, right? So. Uh, Gonzalez puts Knox at the top rope and kicks her in the midsection, and then uh, and then Dakota Kai takes a cheap shot on Knox while the referee is distracted. Then, of all people, Shotzi Blackheart comes out and attacks Dakota Kai from behind. So it takes her out of the equation, and then uh, Gonzalez goes for that choke slam she's been using on Shotzi, but then Knox takes advantage of the distraction and rolls Raquel up for the three count. So she didn't take uh, the shiniest wizard; she just got rolled up for the pin. But Shotzi Blackheart helping Tegan Knox win a match. I guess it's gonna be what a tag team program now. That's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they've been pushing. Something. They've been pushing Shotzi like a lot. Yeah, they're really high on signed. Yeah, yeah, they had her el- eliminating uh, Shayna from that that contenders battle royal, and yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and she was in the Rumble too, so they're really riding high with Shotzi. Yeah, so they're having her involved in this Tegan Raquel Dakota thing now. I guess I think it's leading to a tag match. I would think. I mean, what else could they put her in? You know. So we also see a tweet from Johnny Gargano from earlier in the day when Gargano said, "I can't wait to see what Tommaso has to say." That's what he, he put on. <laughs> that's what he put on Twitter. And then we are told that we will see a video package of Keith Lee's journey to NXT after the next break. So after the break, we get the video package with Keith Lee talking about his upbringing, his devotion to pursue wrestling, 
Uh, he talks about the sacrifices he endured, including a time of being homeless to get to where he is today and everything that he has accomplished in, in WWE so far. Good little little uh, package on the NXT North American champion. So we had... Man, what a great guy Keith Lee is. Yeah, yeah. Just... Uh, We're all basking in his glory. Basking in that glory, of course. Because, yeah. uh, you know, for he is limitless, right? Like exactly. He is limitless, indeed. Wow. So then we had Sam Scheib, I mean, Dexter Loomis, uh, against <laughs> Tahuti Miles. So that guy was also on Raw this week. And uh, Loomis gets a, a, a quick win. And, like, of all people to be in NXT now, I would have never thought Sam Shaw would be a guy that they, they'd sign and, I, and like, have. You know what? If you want to compare him to anybody in wrestling around the world, he is their Sammy Callahan. I, I suppose oh. you could make that comparison. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, they need to play the cards. They and I hope they don't. I hope they use them good because I hope they yeah. use them well. Sorry, he but, looks um, really good right now as a yeah. looking. They were using when there was crowds in wrestling. They were using him a lot on the NXT live circuit, and Triple H uh, had um, an interview and said he was most impressed by him. And hopefully, they can use him a lot more on NXT TV in the future. I mean, his stuff on Impact is also really entertaining. Like, I didn't like Impact around the time Sam Shaw was there, but his programs with Christy Hemme and... Uh, and Ken Anderson, Hemi, yeah. Yeah, I was like, wow. He's like... Yeah. He's like a new a new type of wrestler. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's he's, he's crazy. So I, I can't wait for him to be used properly one day. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> if he gets yeah. used properly. That's still very much wait, yeah. wait and see, right? So... But, I mean, it's more better to be used properly in NXT than Raw SmackDown, so at least he's got a exactly. shot there. At least they gave him the win, you know? That's, yep. that's never a bad thing. No, I mean, I would hope he'd be able to beat a guy who's just been signed to the PC and never had much television time. I'd hope he'd be, <laughs> yeah. I'd hope he'd be able to beat somebody like that. So, anyway, backstage, Velveteen Dream is still waiting for Adam Cole, and we are told that Dream and Cole will meet face-to-face after the break. So we get back with the break, and Adam Cole's still chilling at home with his title. And he says that he won't show up because Dream doesn't deserve a title shot. Cole says there's no one in all of the WWE who deserves a shot at his NXT championship. So Cole says that he should be focusing on how the Undisputed Era are going to recapture the NXT tag team titles later tonight. And then we go back to the arena and Velveteen's music hits. And there's a podium at the top of the ramp. And Dream calls out Cole. Dream says that he thinks a lot of Cole, but he knows that Adam Cole is actually the last reigning champion left in the Undisputed Era. And then as Dream's cutting his promo, Finn Balor is shown standing behind him. And at the end of Dream's promo, Finn approaches him, and Balor says that he doesn't know Dream, and he doesn't like him, but takes issue with Dream calling Cole the greatest NXT champion ever. So Dream had mentioned that in the promo before Finn came out. Balor says that Dream better watch what he says, or he will have a date with the Prince. So Velveteen calls out uh, Balor and issues a challenge for next week. Um, and if he uh, and Fitton doesn't answer and he walks to the back, so he basically leaves Dream hanging. And then Dream snaps and the lights go out. So I mean, I think they confirmed that they actually are having a match on on yeah, Wednesday this, this week. Is, this is yeah, like this is there's weird. so many uh, positives and negatives because I've always wanted to see you know Finn and Dream go at it, but you know there's. They're still having their own separate storylines, and now they're going to cross over. And they're both big on NXT still. Like, what's going to happen when one of them takes a loss? You know? Yeah. No one too. So, yeah, yeah. And like, if, and they if, were just they were just 
building the Walter and Balor match. Yeah, and it's so weird. They're and then dreams with a Cole. So and they're yeah. both big stars in their own right. If one of them takes a loss, then that's a that's a very weird instance in it, front of nobody too. Like th- th- this feud should be in front of people. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it should not be thrown in the midst when Dream is very much feuding with Adam Cole and Balor is very much feuding with Walter. Like, why are you just throwing them together for no reason? Just... Yeah, this is more of a negative than a positive. I think, I think opinion. it's just maybe they think, oh, Dream versus Balor might pop a rating on Wednesday. Oh, this match might have people interested for one week of NXT. I don't on know. On paper, it sounds great, but it's it's just very poor execution with what oh, those yeah. two are going through right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just you're, 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 you're cross-pollinating two storylines that don't need to be cross-pollinated. You know, so. So I'm very scared of what's happening next, but uh, who knows? And then after the break again, Bobby Fish and Roddy come out, and they're going to take on Matt Riddle and his mystery partner for the NXT Tag Team Titles. And then uh, back from the commercial, uh, Malcolm Bivens issues a challenge to whoever wins the NXT Tag Team Titles. That's the manager for that. Uh, that new that new tag yeah, team. Yeah, they're getting hyped up. Those guys. Uh, I yeah. still don't know the name of their. Uh, yeah, their squad. I just call them the two big Indians. The two, yeah, we'll yeah, just call them that. <laughs> R- Rinku and Saurav or whatever, and that they, basically he was. Like I said, the two big. Yeah, the two big Indian guys are being hyped up, <laughs> and they're getting pushed towards the tag titles. So that's that. Then next week, Shotzi Blackheart will indeed team with Tegan Knox to take on Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez in a tag team match. And then we have the main event, and Matt Riddle comes out for it, and uh, he his uh, his surprise partner Pete Dunn ends up revealing on the Titantron before the match happens is in fact Timothy Thatcher, which was a bit of a surprise to me. They just that was, that was yeah crazy. yeah, and then so Fish and Strong take on Riddle and Thatcher. So Thatcher's like Pete Dunn's substitute to defend the tag titles, mm-hmm. and they had a very good. Little uh, little match for the the tag team titles to end the show, and uh, Thatcher is the one who gets the win for the team. He locks in an armbar on Roderick Strong, and Strong ends up submitting, and Thatcher ends up winning the the tag title match to help Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne retain their tag team titles. So, so like, what's next for Timothy Thatcher? I know because I really thought he would align with the uh, Imperium because that's. He made Ring Conf really popular. Yeah, uh, I would have expected know. him to be a heel and not a babyface, to be honest. But he's he can do whatever. He is t- uh, Timothy Thatcher, and he definitely showed everyone at home who the hell he was. So I mean, like helping one of NXT's biggest stars retain the tag titles, and you're the one who gets the submission. That's kind of making an impression. So yeah, as as long as they follow up on the momentum and have him get big wins, I think that's a good. First start for Mr. Thatcher here tonight. I feel like they're going to give him some squash matches if they're going to keep him on television then. Because um, I don't know who he would program with right after that monumental win, you know. Maybe Maybe, maybe they do him and Roddy for just because he tapped him out and Roderick Strong is embarrassed about tapping out. And maybe they continue that and they have a bit of a feud because, I mean. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, he did beat. Yeah, you that's, know. That's the, that'd be a good program. And, oh, yeah. And Dexter Loomis was in the back for no reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was like in one shot and like only one shot. <laughs> so then after the last segment of the show, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is backstage and he stares down the camera and he's all alone. And he, sa- and, and he says that he is done with Johnny. He's done with Candace. He's done with all of it. He says that they agreed when it was over. It was over. And he congratulates Johnny Gargano. And he says, you were the better man. But before he can say any more, Killer Cross, who we've seen for like a brief moment during the, uh, 
the ending of the Gargano Champa stuff last week, attacks Champa from behind. And a collection of sounds takes place off camera, but Champa is eventually shown unconscious, laying on the ground. And uh, Killer Cross stands over him. You can just see his boots. And then he gets down, looks Champa right in his face, and says, Tick Tock as NXT goes off the air. So this is Ciampa's next feud, and what a, what a way to bring in Killer Cross. That's a, yeah, that's yeah. like that's like one of NXT's peripheral main eventers, and that's your first program. That's a, That must be a big oh, sign of confidence I wonder, so I, I'm gonna, for I'm Killer gonna Cross. I'm going to lay it out there for you guys, and you probably are going to probably disagree, but this is the closest they'll ever get, ever again, in WWE to another Undertaker. Uh, I just, I'm just wondering he's what. Not, like... He's not going to be Undertaker. He's not going to, you know, have the the music and that. But he is the closest thing in superstar that is going to be compared to the Undertaker. Maybe, but like we had Alistair Black and we had Bray, and no, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean the dark thing. He's going to have his own thing with TikTok and the in the whatever he does. I'm just saying, superstar when Undertaker started. He, his popularity was unbelievable. Yeah, well, it took him a while to get there. Yeah, like, I mean, that I gimmick was a risk at the time, and then it ended up yeah, paying off. I don't think he's, he lasts long in NXT. I'd say, I'm going to say probably maybe by Survivor Series next year, he's probably on the main roster. You think he's going wow. to fast-track it? You think oh, he's, yeah. yeah. And, and I'll, I'll, put, I'll put my guarantee right now. He goes 362 days undefeated. Oh, you think he's going to go for a year undefeated? Well, I mean, yeah, if, nobody will touch him. Well, I, as I he's said, it, he, I'm not going to jump that much far ahead because I'm, I'm not Houdini or whatever. I don't yeah, know the future. I, I can't. He's he's that hyped right now, and he's got that much potential. And McMahon loves him. Well, he, I, I'm, he yeah. I was just about to ask, like, what the hell did he do to get such a big debut? You know, like so look at all was, these other superstars in NXT who we thought was, were going to be big, uh, and they're just nothing. In Lucha Underground for. I want to say like four or five years and he became like bigger and bigger each year and then he got his exposure on Impact yeah Impact is where I know him from he did the same thing but it wasn't a TikTok thing he literally attacked guys behind closed doors and left an X on them and nobody knew yeah I remember he did that to Petey Williams yeah and the way Impact used him was nobody could touch the guy they took he, he took out Eddie Edwards quickly and then he took out big Big guys, like almost the same size as him, took him out in 20, 30 seconds. Didn't they put him almost in a program like, with a moose or something like that? Yeah, and he took him out. And I think, I think the ma- I think they had a jump impact one day in in our one episode, and he took him out in two minutes. Wow! But anyway, they have a huge yeah. uh, amount of like trust or whatever. They think he's going to be big because mm-hmm. look who they're pairing him with. Chomp is like one of the biggest stars in NXT. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. that, that's a big first program to be having on NXT television. And I I think the the way it's going to go is it's going to be dominant for Killer Cross, and then Champa is going to fight back, and you think he's going to he's going to have a chance, and then he's just going to end up probably choking him out. I was, I'm, if, if anything, it's at least intriguing. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Oh, I'm, so I'm, I, 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 I've been hyped since he signed. Well, how do you I feel mean, about his new name now? It's not Killer anymore because. It's... What's his What's his new What What's the new name? I'd never heard. It's yeah, I didn't. Carian Ka- Cross and Carian's oh, like. Yeah, the... I'm, I'm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, and Carian means like rotting corpse or something. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. See. So a rotting corpse is fine, but a killer's not. So we could talk about dead bodies just as long as they're not murdered. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> it's just like you'd call him a rotting corpse, but like a killer. That oh, that's too bad. But rotting yeah. corpse is fine on television. 
God, the WWE and what they're the picky, choosy stuff. It's just funny sometimes, you know? So, yeah, yeah we can't call him a killer, but uh, an obscure word for rotting corpse, that's okay. You know? But anyway, I didn't even know they renamed him, but I'm fine with it. Whatever. Everybody gets renamed in WWE for the most part. Unless you're, like, one of the yeah. very few lucky people who don't. Like Keith yeah. Keith Lee. I'm pretty sure he, he got lucky. He never got renamed. Matt uh, Riddle. Matt Riddle got lucky. He never got renamed. Johnny Gargano got lucky. He never got renamed. Adam Cole. And Adam, oh, yes, Adam Cole, big one. Uh, Ciampa, yeah, there's been a few. A few in NXT. The mainstays in NXT, like the big guys in there now, like all the all the top stars in there, most of them yeah, got to... Re- <laughs> they already have, like, wrestlers' name. I guess they already foresaw it, you know, when they were in the indies. Yeah, so we got one more show, one more tedious WWE show to go over before we start wrapping things up for this... Uh, this week's episode. So we had SmackDown on Friday, and in the opening segment, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss came out, and they were happy to be champions, and their Moment of Bliss segment that they've been doing for the last few months started the show. Uh, Braun Strowman was their guest, and they, they they shared compliments, they toasted their, their cups of coffee, and Nikki said next week they have a tag team title match, and it's against uh, Dana Brooke and Carmella, of, of all females. Mm-hmm. And then Bliss brought up... Uh, his uh, the Money in the Bank match that Braun is going to have with Bray Wyatt. They confirm that Strowman and Wyatt will be competing at Money in the Bank for the Universal Title, and they showed uh, the they showed the clip from last week where Bray talked about uh, Strowman, uh, you know, being in the Wyatt family. Now he basically brought him in, and Strowman said, "Nobody knows Bray Wyatt like he does. He used to be a part of the Wyatt family, and he mm-hmm. wants to forget about that." But he's achieved everything on his own. Bray didn't help create him. And he said that Bray is a manipulator who makes people doubt their reality as a whole. He, If he wants to uh, challenge him for the title, then he said he's going to get these hands at Money in the Bank. So the usual Braun Straw. But I like that they're calling back to like that angle from like five years ago. WWE usually doesn't bring back the past. In storylines, I feel like there's a Bray thing. I feel like Bray yeah. is very keen. On, it's it's like, like it's like the know. the Bray stuff. Like like his Braun, he did bring him in. That's how Braun debuted. He was the black sheep of the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. So it's it's funny that they're calling that back right after doing the John Cena stuff from like WrestleMania 30. They did a call back with that program. So then Braun noticed a gift and said that Bliss didn't have to get him anything. And they sat there while he opened it. And Bliss said that she didn't get it for him. Then Braun opened it, and of course it was the black sheep mask that he used to wear. As a part of the the Wyatt family, then you just hear Bray Wyatt's laugh go over the performance center, the ha 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 ha, the evil laugh that he does, and then uh, it goes back to an old uh, thing of footage of of Braun wearing the the sheep mask, and then a bunch of laughing, and then we cut to commercial. I I love Sounds the great. I love the fiend character. I love Bray. I think he's one of the best like like character workers that they have. I mean, he, when it comes to like working a match, sometimes it, like the way he portrays characters doesn't always work to great matches. But as far as being a compelling television character, I think Bray Wyatt has always had that ability. So then we got objections. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. So the Fiend stuff is just I've 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 been digging it since. Uh, since it all started coming together, like when he was a game show or like a, a kids show host for the first time, like what the, where are they going with this? This is weird. It's, it's, it's his and personally, I think he'll, he'll probably beat Braun at Money in the Bank. I think he will too, yeah. I think he will. And I think it leads to a better, uh, more intriguing program in the future. Oh, so then we got uh, Sasha Banks and Tamina Snuka and they had a, a decent little match. It didn't go too long, but... 
Uh, Sasha, due to distraction from Bailey, got the advantage. So then Lacey Evans just ran out and took out Bailey at ringside. And in this uh, bit of distraction, Tamina was able to super kick Sasha on the outside. And then she threw her back in the ring, uh, hit another super kick, and won the match. So Tamina actually won and is getting a championship match. I think either like this week or coming. Oh no, I think they announced it for Money in the Bank. She's yeah, getting Money a in the bank. she's getting a pay per view title shot after being like on layoff for like a year. She wasn't on television for like the longest time. Now all of a sudden she's getting a pay per view championship match. What? Wow, well, well, weird. My, my, my thing is who who's gonna take it from Bailey? Uh, I would think Lacey. I think that's where they're going with it. I feel like Lacey's appropriate, yeah. Yeah, I think that's who they're going to do it long-term with, because then Lacey got uh, interviewed backstage after this, and she said that she gave Sasha a taste of her own medicine tonight, and now wherever Sasha goes, she's going to go, because she's not only a U.S. Marine, but she ain't going to stop until the mission is complete. So she was seeming like like beating Sasha and kind of uh, keeping her from uh, being Bailey's lackey and helping Bailey win matches as part of the mission, but I think she also thinks that like winning the title is a part of that mission mm-hmm. coming complete. So I think Lacey's where is the person who will eventually take the title off Bailey. I think so. I could be wrong, but that's where I see it going. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's a good way to go on if they do. If they do. So Denzel Desjardins had a, another squash match this week, and he had one like with, with Seth Rollins like last week, and then he has one with Sheamus here. And Sheamus just quickly beat him with a bro kick. And then after the match, instead of, like, yelling and threatening Corey Graves, he goes over to Michael Cole and yells at him. Uh, you want to disrespect me, Cole? Uh, he just berates him and threatens him and stares a hole through I, him. I, I, I'm kind of conflicted. I know all the Money in the Bank matches haven't been completed for the men, but I'm conflicted between two people who, who could possibly win that match. Because it almost looks like they're going in the same direction with two of the people that'll be in that match, but and what, one is obviously including Sheamus. You think Sheamus is going to be in that Money in the Bank? Oh, I think 100%. Yeah. If you, like, in my opinion right now, the two top people that are probably going to win that match, to me, Alistair Black is one, and Sheamus is very close behind two. Yeah, I think if Andrade qualifies, he's got a shot to win that thing too, I think. But my, yeah, but if Andrade wins, you would think he would go... You. You would put him against Drew McIntyre, obviously. You would, but you don't have to do yeah. it right away. Yeah, my thing is if Alistair Black wins, that's a program with Bray Wyatt, and that's just an that's a promo event. So you think he- I feel like I feel like Alistair would definitely be a top contender for the briefcase. It's just he's been booked very strongly, like just yeah, but just the way they're putting him over and the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you think if he, but again, but you you would also think that like by winning the briefcase, he switches brands because he's a raw guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely think he switches brands just because maybe maybe they do that. He'll switch brands and Sheamus will come Raw. Well, isn't isn't Zelina still on Raw too? Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like yeah. they're keep, like WWE likes to keep the couples together. Yeah, I just can't I just can't see Alistair winning and it not being against Bray. Yeah, but but maybe they'll do something. Maybe they do something different where Alistair holds it for a very long time, and because you can you can have yeah. it for a year. Yeah, Drew could have yeah, his run. Some other heel wins it, and Alistair ends up winning it from that heel. Yeah, because lately they they've been telling us like, hey, if you have the briefcase, you can like cash it in because they haven't done a long term like you know briefcase holder. Yeah, who the last time somebody held the briefcase for a long period of time was Sheamus. Maybe Sheamus, but that wasn't super long. It was from summer to 
November Carmella, 2015. Going, going, yeah, that'd be it. Bit. If we're talking about the men, maybe Seth, when he freaking held money in the bank, yeah. that's forever ago. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so it's been a while since we've yeah, had, cause, like, cause Seamus, Seamus had, we're going to do a little roll call here. So Seamus had the, the briefcase for about three months from like July to November. That's not super mm-hmm. long, but it's been long since then, because then in 2016, Dean Ambrose cashed the cashed in the night he won it against Seth. Then the year after that, Baron Corbin won and failed. And he, he held the briefcase for like a month or two before he lost to Jinder. So he failed to cash in. And then Alexa, right? And then, Alexa yeah. And then Alexa yeah. cashed in immediately that night. And then as as uh, Brandon said, Naomi or uh, Carmella had her long-term like six-month run with uh, the briefcase. She was the first winner. But then for the men, Braun Strowman had his couple-month thing where he held the, the briefcase for a couple months and then lost it in a hell in a cell that had no finish when Brock Lesnar interfered. And then last year we had freaking Brock in the bank. And the less said about that, the better. So... Oh. <laughs> yeah, let's not go over that. Yeah, we don't need to go over that. So uh, then we had Naomi and Dana Brooke in a Money in the Bank qualifying match. And before that, we had Carmella basically getting mad at Dana for having a qualifying match because she's like, oh, you're distracting yourself from the tag title shot we have next week. So what does that matter? And then Dana's like, oh, I'll win this and I'll win the tag titles with you next week. And then I'll go on and win Money in the Bank. So I thought, well, she's definitely losing by doing that and then she ended up winning she got a she countered naomi's pin attempt with a roll-up of her own and she beat naomi to qualify for the women's money in the bank that was a surprise to me she's the apollo cruz of the women so then we got the the segment with uh, sonia and mandy which was very good so sonia came out and she asked for mandy to come out and saying that she's been trying to get a hold of her for weeks now She's out here to give a, a proper public explanation of what of the things that had happened. So Mandy didn't come out. Sonia started crying. She said she's never had anyone like Mandy in her life. So come out here and let me tell you what I've been trying to tell you all this time. And then finally Mandy comes out. Mandy said she doesn't have anything to say to her after what Sonia had done to Otis and herself. And so Sonia said she spent more time with Mandy over the last five years than she's even spent with her own family. Then Sonia started to say, you're the most... Then she totally just changed and said, you're the most selfish human being she's ever met. And Sonya realized when Mandy got with Otis that fire and desire was all about Mandy and not her. So uh, Sonya went on a rant about sharing camera time with, uh, with Mandy. If they would have gotten along with the plans for fire and desire, then things would be much better for both of them. She helped Dolph get with Mandy so that Dolph would help them stay together as a team. And then Sonya said she feels so much better because all she wants to see is Mandy Rose get hurt. You might be pretty, Mandy, but you're nothing but a dime a dozen bottled blonde who looks like you were made in some kind of lab. She has, she yeah. said that Mandy has no wow. talent, and Mandy looked very hurt by this, so she's just burying her with this promo here. And she continued to rail on Mandy Rose and promised that uh, she will do everything she can to ruin her. And just as they were about to, I guess, scrap, Dolph came out. And then Dolph said they went about things the wrong way. He's wearing a Zack Ryder t-shirt, too, by the way. So I wonder if that was intentional or not. <laughs> I think that was, I think that was intentional. Uh, yeah. So then Sonya hit Mandy with a cheap shot, and then Otis ran out. And Sonya jumped on Otis's back, and then Mandy uh, 
took her, uh, peeled her off of him, and then they all scampered away. And then Dolph came back in, and Otis took him out, and then Otis nailed the caterpillar on Dolph, and he rolled out of the ring after taking it, and then that was pretty much the end of the segment. But wow, Sonya Deville with a fire promo here. Yeah, this is a, she's justified now. Like, So so the thing that happened two weeks ago on television was um, they showed some guy. Yeah, the hacker. Yeah, the hacker. So is that not taking part of the feud anymore, or? Uh, yeah, I not. I don't know. Maybe they they'll save him to reveal something else, and maybe they'll yeah, just keep it as a mystery he on the for. Show? As a like, I think he yeah. had his own promo. Like, hey, I will reveal the truth. Like, yeah, they, they they I was just about to get to that. I was just about to get to that. So, uh, they they showed a Miz promo where he talked about how unfair his triple threat match is tonight, and then mm-hmm. another uh, Forgotten Sons hype package because they are coming to SmackDown. If, if you didn't forget already, because that is their gimmick, right? I forgot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> And uh, Daniel Are you Bryan. Doing this on purpose to make me forget. <laughs> Great gimmick. They're living it, by the way, dude. Everybody's forgetting about them. So then Daniel Bryan took on Drew Gulak. They had a, a good bit of a start, and then uh... oh no 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 oh this guy I forgot this no it was Cesaro it was Cesaro this was a Money in the Bank qualifier. So uh, Bryan hit a suicide dive on Cesaro. They they wrestled for a bitch. Then a glitch took over the screen during this match. By the way. It was during Brian and Cesaro, and uh, the voice said, some keep their friends close, others keep their enemies closer. And then it just cuts back to the the match at hand. Who who, who do you guys think this is? I think it's Mustafa. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking Tim and he'll... You think it's Mustafa Ali? I mean that 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 circle thing is kind of like a bit of like the his ring gear he had, like that the yeah, shiny. That's what he, yeah, the Iron Man like. Mm-hmm. But why? What? My question is: Is why would you turn a guy like Mustafa Ali heel? Why would he be the heel when he helped uh, Otis and and Mandy reveal the truth of their their thing? There is that kind of babyface yeah, to do. That... That's a babyface thing. Definitely. He, he he revealed to Mandy and Otis that uh, that Sonya and. Dolph had did a bad conspiracy against them. He was the one who revealed that to the truth to them. He helped the baby faces find out what happened. I think that's, yeah. you know, I don't think that's a heel move. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, weird how they're doing it. But like, yeah, maybe they're going to keep it going and he'll reveal some other mysteries. Maybe they'll keep it going for a while. I mean, we'll find out. I mean, the way they worded that, it seems, it seems imminent, but I could see them dragging out this, uh, this hacker storyline for a bit. So Brian and Cesaro had a, a pretty darn good match for TV. I mean, it's these two. You're not going to get, you know, you get great wrestling, good power spots from Cesaro, good counters from Daniel. Like, these two know how to work. They've been doing this yeah. a very, very long time. And Cesaro, of course, you know, gets caught in the, the, the yes lock. And uh, Brian uh, got him to tap out. So that was this match. And I'm pretty sure it was, I, I'm pretty sure it was a Money in the Bank qualifier. I'm very sure it was. Unless, uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty much. sure it was a qualifying match. So that means Daniel Bryan's in the Money in the Bank now. So, and we got Elias who got set up for a concert, and um, Corbin jumped him from behind. This was backstage, and then he, you know, Corbin beat him down and drug him off screen, and then it cuts to commercial. Then they showed Elias backstage, and he's holding his wrist. He's hurt, and then Bar- Corbin just shows up and continues beating him up again, and. It was Baron Corbin going to be world champion? I hope never, but... (laughs) (laughs) I set you up there. Uh, uh, So Corbin asked Elias how his his hand felt. I guess he didn't realize he was selling the the, the wrist. 
and then Corbin hit him with the, the, the scepter. And Corbin said he's the king and not a joke, and he's making an example out of Elias, and that Elias will bow down to the king. And Elias was selling this this Corbin beatdown big time. He was wheezing and groaning, and, and he started to get up, and then Elias got whacked over the back with his own guitar, and then King Corbin left. And we got our main event, which was the triple threat for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. The Miz defending on behalf of him and John Morrison against Big E, who's representing himself at Kofi Kingston, and Jey Uso, who's representing himself and his brother Jimmy. It was it was pretty good. It didn't last all that long, um, but they, they, they each hit their own signature spots. And Jay almost got a pinfall on uh, Big E after nailing both Big E and Miz with super kicks. And then uh, Miz almost stole one shortly after with a roll-up on Jay. Then Miz rolled through and tried for a, a figure four, but Jay ended up getting out. And then Miz was able to hit the skull-crushing finale. Uh, on Jay, who kicked out, but then Big E came out of nowhere, hoisted Miz up, hit him with the big ending, and then Big E pinned Miz, and the New Day are now the tag team champions again. I was not expecting a title change here at all. I'm surprised they put the belts back on the New Day. Yeah, um, it's uh, the New I, Day. I know it's the New Day, but, like, you know. For, for, for the thousandth, thousandth time we'll see, I think it's going to be New Day and the Usos again. Holy goodness! Yeah, it look, I mean, it's just they—they—they they always deliver, and they're just gonna keep doing it and doing it till it gets to the point where they the, can't yeah. deliver. But that's like their tag team division, I guess. like it's like that's been the SmackDown tag title picture for like three years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, geez, that's they're gonna keep doing it. The the Usos, the New Day will probably retain the first time, and then they'll do it again. So it's a win. Well, hopefully, this leads to. Miz and Morrison breaking up because I really want Morrison to... as a single. Oh yeah, he deserves yeah. it. Yeah, so, and I, I, I like Miz as a heel. I, I can't. Yeah, so that's basically. like the only positive I see out of this title change. Yeah, but, maybe again, yeah. the same program for the SmackDown tag scene. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they showed Kofi and Biggie in quarantine. They recorded videos for the celebration. They pretended they were live, but clearly were pre-recorded. And they played those, which is kind of cool. Kofi's going crazy at home. Xavier Woods is celebrating. It was cool. And Biggie's just rolling on the floor with the tag titles, just like yeah, just rolling and celebrating, doing Biggie things. And that was SmackDown. And uh, I mean, it was it was all right, but clearly Dynamite's been the, the best show yeah, of the week for oh, gosh, for a yeah, while week, now. For, for sure. a while now, with yep. my man Sug D, Sug D stealing the show with Sammy <laughs> Guevara this week and Pineapple Pete, Jer- Jericho's favorite wrestler on commentary this week. Hopefully, Jericho's Jericho on, com- on commentary is so good. It's, just, like, it's gold. I never thought I would need this in my life. It's gold. It's gold. So just, just for just for nostalgic reasons, I watch. You watch Jericho's. Uh, uh, MJF and Jericho's uh, like a few months ago. Oh, like the podcast they did? No, no, like no. The, you know, the oh, where they went back and where they went back and forth oh, about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I was laughing. Where uh, he invites him to join the inner circle, and MJF yeah. goes, "Oh, I think you want me to be in the inner circle." And they went back yeah. and forth. Yeah, that was two masters of the mic, really killing it. That was fantastic yeah, exactly. stuff. So now we have gotten to the part of the podcast, just like my usual weekly content, where it is now the cheapest of plugs, everybody. So I will finish off. Gabe, do you got anything you want to plug me, man? And the floor is yours. Um, I would like to say rest in peace to the man of uh, every every ring announcing uh, legend. Um, oh, yes. 
you know, or everybody else that looks up to this legend, uh, Mr. Howard Finkel. Um, thank you so much for your voice making every wrestler look like a thousand bucks just by his uh his uh, monotone, you know, yeah. volume. Making every match as important as it could possibly be too before it happened. Yeah, exactly. And he's just basically the the ring announcer to you know, at least try to be as uh, good as him. One of Vince McMahon's first ever employees, too, by the way, when the eighties oh, yeah. when the eighties boom happened, he was like one of the first guys to be under like like be a WWF yeah. employee. So he's got like tons of long term history there. So sad. Mm-hmm. He he was sixty nine. He's the same age as my grandfather. Made it to his seventieth year, but didn't quite make it to his seventieth birthday. My grandfather's mm-hmm. literally the same age. He's also born in nineteen fifty, and uh, the Fink has has had many many like he is he's the ring announcer. Like when people think of a a wrestling ring announcer, they automatically think of Howard Finkel or so, a ring announcer in general. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone imitates his like his volume, his depth, and his tone. Like yeah, so, it's, yeah. it's the Fink. So rest in peace to Howard Finkel and and thoughts and and prayers out to his family. Um, other than that, I'm uh, on YouTube N O Z I D. Um, on Instagram and Twitter under Gabe Nozid, one word. Uh, and I have a special video coming up uh with other ring announcers in my area to honor the late great uh Howard Finkel. So uh, look out for that because uh, who knows it? Gabe knows it. Bam, <laughs> Mr. Boyce, do you have anything you'd like to mention before we, we uh... sign off for the night? No, no, I'm all good. Maybe yep. I'll start a Twitch channel in the in the next because I'm good at uh, MLB the show and I need people to take notice. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll use it as a potential thing. He could create a Twitch, everybody, and if he does create it, we'll make sure to plug it on the following episode after he <laughs> yeah, makes it. There you go. Perfect. And then, as you know, if you've listening to this on Anchor or any of the million platforms that Anchor posts our podcast on, because you could have heard this on Spotify, you could have heard this on Google Podcasts. There's it's like there's got to be at least ten platforms. That Anchor has uh, released our wonderful little show onto. So if you heard it from any of these platforms and downloaded it, thank you very much for listening to us for this over two-hour period. However, though, if you have heard it from the YouTube channel itself, so that's youtube.com slash braster, and you like what you heard, please do subscribe to the channel because these videos, of course, are, or the video form of this podcast is uploaded every week along with the, the MP3 for download on podcast platforms. So if you found the, the podcast, through YouTube, give this uh, channel a subscribe so you can, you know, have the this uh, episode come up every single week in your subscription box. So that's it for this week. We've gone through all the news and the happenings of the wrestling world, and we are going to Spanish fly on out of here. See you all next week, folks. <laughs>